that finish <laughs> fuck, fuck that finish fuck, fuck that finish fuck. It, it, it does get your mouth going though. Fuck that finish fuck. It's perfect. Whoa, Minga, as soon as you start the show, two cats come running down the stairs. I hear them rumbling right down the freaking stairwell. And then I look and I see two of them here, and one of them turns around and bites the other on the ass. He did. He bit him right in the ass. I think Lucky <laughs> right bit the um, ass. Sky. Sky Lolo, as I like to call him. Am I coming yeah. in good? I know I probably should have asked this since we... Uh... Yeah, you're coming in fine. <laughs> you're coming in hot. Is, 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 how's this? Listeners and, um, and co-hosts. Here I am sitting just like this, talking normally, and then this is this. Is it better if I'm leaning all the time, though? <laughs> yeah, you should get into the box with your mic. Get into the fucking thing, right? Or I can pull the box closer to me. No, get, get in there. there. Get under the get under the cover with it. You just climb into the box, yeah. <laughs> just nuts, nuts cover. Does everyone know what today is? We had a Friday the thirteenth and now we have uh, Pico Masado. <laughs> Pico he says no. It's Piso. No wait, hold on. Piso. Yeah, P I S O. Oh Piso Mojado. We were talking before we came on because um, Christian's recording with this thing called Pizo. And I said, how do you spell it? Pizo, sorry. P-I-E-Z-O. I go, how is it spelled? Because I was hoping he was going to be wrong and I could call it Piso because P-I-S-O, it's um, it's a Spanish thing. And, I, and, of course, Christian doesn't know anything about Spanish because, you know, it's French in Canada. Basically, French is what's in Canada, what Spanish is here for whatever reason. But so Neglected. that's the way <laughs> – What's that, England? Yep, England. Okay, England yep. and Mexico. Okay, so uh, <laughs> so now uh, <laughs> I, I, I asked B, I go, did you ever see those signs? They, they're on, it's, it's on caution wet floor. If you see a mop bucket or if you see a sign that says wet floor or anything like that, you know, it'll say caution wet floor or something like that. Then below it will say, cuidado, piso mojado. So I always took it as caution wet floor. You know what I mean? So. Piso. Piso. And I was but, top of the mops, and I never put up one of those signs. <laughs> right, wait a minute. How could you not see it on your mop bucket? Cuidado, yeah. piso, mojado, it's got to be there. We got Spanish and Jersey. Shittiest janitor in the world. No, we what have, the... uh, we're French here. We're French-Canadian here yeah. in Jersey. Oh, you're French. French-Canadian. Oh. I think I see Actoon more than I see Piso de Mato or whatever the fuck Oh, it is. look, a white cat. I've never yeah. seen the white cat. What the hell happened? You bleach lucky? Who is that? That's that's the guest cat. Remember I told you I had. Oh, uh, spray spray painted Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one that got. This is the one that got bit on the ass by Lucky. This here is uh Sky. I call him Sky Low Low. Is that the one from H uh, two? Oh, that's the white horse. Never mind. We're <laughs> <laughs> gonna call that the bleached asshole. <laughs> that's the name of the, the white cat. Yeah. yeah, show us its asshole. Oh, he just got his... bit on the ass. You know. Let me see his asshole. <laughs> So well, check it, it out. We got we got two black cats, right? We got one white cat, and then we have one mixed cat that's black and white. Ain't that, yeah. some, ain't that, ain't that crazy? Yeah, we talked about this last show. That's why. Oh, sorry, a little bit everything. Yeah, right. We did talk about it's... it. You did. You said that's America. Yeah. That's right. So, cuidado, piso mojado. I can't believe you don't know it. I've been seeing it since I was a kid and seeing the freaking janitors at school do it. Because I, I even made I up a song. I've probably seen it a million times. Just probably never focused in on the Spanish part. I don't know how you can't. Anything out of the ordinary, I can't help but focus on. But that, that's just me. I, you know what I'm like? What the hell is this? Cuidado. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing about this surprises me, actually. I'm totally, I'd be like, yeah, that's Dave. Yeah. What the <laughs> well, fuck is this? Well, right? I mean, what yeah. is this? I mean, I, I, you know what? I made up a song about it. And, and it goes like this. See, wait, wait, wait. Before you get into the song, hold on. 
We didn't even, I didn't even call it Piso. He still somehow managed to mold this into exactly what he wanted to talk about. I love it. <laughs> it was Piso. Oh, I was hoping it was Piso. So then I can, and then he just goes on Piso anyway. <laughs> What's the song? <laughs> Come back to share my song publicly. It's only something I've sang in my head for fucking years, for like 30 plus years, longer than that. It's always been in my head. So I thought, I thought it would be a good song. Like if they could have Spanish on Sesame Street. Do they? Have, yeah, sometimes they do. Agua and uh, or agua, excuse me, not agua. Agua and um, they had some Spanish words on Sesame Street. Taco, right? what, you know. Oh, that's what about Mexican. you? <laughs> when you watch Sesame Street, because I know I used to watch Sesame Street on the Canadian Channel. Did sometimes they have Spanish things on there, or did they change it to French and on those versions? I think there was a Canadian Sesame Street as well, but if we got the American one, then I, I, I believe they allowed a little Spanish to seep through. Okay, it seeps through somehow. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. All right. So anyway, here's my song. <clears throat> See, now there's now it sucks. Just, just, I I'm sorry. It. It's not even a good song. My fault. It's, just some, it's just a jingle in my head. It's not even good. So it's like now I built it up. It I'm plays like, on a loop in his head twenty four seven. You know what does? That's like Tom Diner for me. Like do 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 Now it's gonna be stuck in everybody's head. You're like. What about that song from Body Double? Uh, I, oh. said, I, I sent it to you guys. I'm going to yeah. play that shit because I couldn't get that out of my head yesterday, that freaking song. Now, I've derailed you enough. What is your jingle? I'm sorry, Dave. You know, it sucks now. But, I mean, okay, this is what I would always say to myself. Because it's not that good to begin with. But that now we – you know what I mean? You can't you lead into something. You don't have to lower our expectations. They cannot get any lower than they are right now. I got Christian right in the middle of a sip of coffee. <laughs> 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 It's beautiful. Caution wet floor is what the sign usually says. And then below it says, Cuidado, piso mojado. So I would say, Cuidado, piso mojado. <laughs> Don't walk on that floor, or you won't be walking no more. <laughs> it should be no, a PSA. You... <laughs> I know. That, that was the idea. That was always the I'm actually glad that we had the talk to lower expectations at that point because then that came out good. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> that was better than I expected. Piso de maro. I don't even know if I got it right. <laughs> don't walk on that floor or you won't be walking no more. You know? <laughs> We're totally politically floor. correct on this show. He's even got a little bit of an accent there. <laughs> well, it's French Canadian, but it's still a good accent. <laughs> So what about Friday the 13th? Did you guys do anything for it? Absolutely not. No, huh? You're yeah. Friday the 13th. It's just another day. I I, I see the posts what? and I appreciate seeing the posts. Uh, but I watched your I watched your uh, your thing, your your room and it's awesome oh. and I was like, "Holy shit, I had no clue. You I know you said you collected them, but I had no clue you had that many VHS and all the different versions on the DVD." As well, six son of a bitch. Man. Yeah, he had to take, I, I like take out a second mortgage, like a lot. but he's got all that now. <laughs> I know I'm done. That's it. Seriously, I cannot spend I like money. It. Like Black Friday sales are coming soon. I might even going to look at one thing because I'm not buying. I will not spend any money on myself until at least next January. I, I will not. I, I can't. I, I I've done too much and I can't do it anymore. My now we're having a second freaking wave out here. New York's out of control. Oh, we're we're, we're going through it too, man. It's it's gonna be nice. The downfall you know, is Scream Factory just announced a box set uh, VHS set of Friday the Thirteenth that's coming out in <laughs> December. So and they're gonna uh, have the original part five. Yeah, cover art. That's it. That the whole <laughs> box is just that cover art. <laughs> yeah. 
So what about you, B? Did you watch any Friday the 13th? No, Friday was actually show prep day. I watched all three sh- movies for the show on Friday. Nice. Wow, nice. Okay. And Antebellum for 2020. I'm skipping Antebellum, even though it was my most... Remember we did a thing at the beginning on the yeah. And I said, by the look of it and this and that, that's my, I'm going to declare this my most anticipated. And according to what my research has found so far and using the Dave Z method, I've decided to skip it. Is that a wise choice? I'll tell you this. I think I liked it a lot more than others did. It's not going to make my list, but I rated it like a 7.5. I did like it a lot more than others. This is the year. And and Janelle Monae was great. Sorry, She was fantastic. That's a mean actress? Yeah, yeah. She's Sorry, I didn't mean Moody. to cut you out there. Just you said seven point five, and I'm like, that seems to sum up this year. Seven to seven point five. There's a lot of seven to seven point fives on my list. I ha- I have a lot of eights and above too. But granted, I've watched a shit ton yeah. of films. True. I mean, I've I've broken my record already at this point. We still got another month. Are you beating Heather? That's the only question needs answering. I just pulled a few movies ahead of Heather, but we're pretty <laughs> yeah. much neck and neck. But we're <laughs> oh. not really. We're not Ooh, really neck and neck. Anything. Sounds I know. Oh. Heather, I heard say I, I, I heard it on the latest episode of Friday Nightmare. She said that going forward, she's going to be more discerning about her her choices. So it only took her a year. I'll give her props, less than a year to figure out that is not the way to go about doing these. So so, so kudos to you, Heather. You figured it out. You've seen too many kudos. shit birds, and you said, you know what? I'm, uh, I'm spending my time with white doves. You know what I mean? If I can. Everything's a jingle today. <laughs> this is what it sounds like when white doves cry. <laughs> Minga. Oh, shit. Minga. Minga. Everything's going to be turned into the Sega. You know, oh, yeah, that's what I was going to tell you. Sega. Well, that, that's not what I was going to tell you. Hello. Um, my, my, my Hello. Movie. I'll tell you what. 2020? Look at me. Uh, this is what I've done. I have watched 47 movies, and everything remains true. I'm 45 for 47. I had those two misfires, and that was it way early in the year, and I have not freaking – everything I've watched since is eight or seven or above. And even when I just gave a seven, other people are high on. So, I mean, I'm like, wow, what do you know I'm about I'm giving that? everything a seven out of ten, so this way when I come in on the year-end show, I'm just going to be like, I'm 220 for 220. Really? Yeah. There Maybe you go. Not. No. I've watched 56, 56 I've How many? 56? Yeah And how many are 7 or higher? I don't know that You asked me this the last time I, I'd say <laughs> I'd, I'd say 3 quarters the, the, the downfall is They don't really go high high Maybe my, my top high 1 high. or 2 Are mm-hmm. like I get, There's no 10 out of 10s No I agree I don't have a 10 out of 10 either You're I right. don't have a 10 out of 10 either But I do have A lot of 7s right, I probably have 39 8 or above and, and a bunch of those are nines, maybe even a nine and a half. Oof. Wow. I have maybe 20, 20 to 25, eight or above. So that, that's pretty good. That's and, really uh, good. You have, I have your nine? List? I have some nines. I have one nine oh. and a half. That's it. No, that's uh, good. If you, uh, if you come in with 20, eight or above, I feel like that's good. Christian, I feel like since we've been doing like the, the, uh, the higher amount for the list, I feel like you sometimes come in at seven and a half, but. I'll send you over. I'll send you over a list of recommendations. I'll send it in the group chat so this way you guys both see if there's any on there. It'll be all stuff I've rated, you know, either eight or above or seven and a half or above. One of my favorites. I I saw a lot of hate or or just like indifference for actually, which is funny. But 
it, it was my it's definitely one of my standouts of the year. And funny enough, one of the ones we're talking about tonight, I actually really like. And according to my list right now, possibly would have made it. And Brandon fucking hates it from what I remember him saying, which got us to talking about it tonight. Because this is what I think led up to the fact that we're doing the rental tonight is that Brandon mentioned way back when that he loathed it. People are giving you the Jeremy now. You hear that you don't like something and they're saying, all right, Patreon it. Now that now we're making them watch it. <laughs> yeah, it's like the two 2020s I didn't really care for, the Lodge and the Rental. Well, there were a lot. I mean, those are far from the worst films I've seen this year. But Right, but oh, you yeah, just yeah. have a little disdain because other people are blowing them. That's what it, that's what happened. And that's what happens. It happens to all of us. Were people yeah. blowing the rentals? Yeah, I don't remember. I just no. remember it being coming. I just remember it coming out. But I, so I went in, I had to watch it a second time because I was actually not going to watch it again because I thought I just watched it a couple months ago. It's fresh in my head. I really enjoyed it and, and whatever. But I'm like, then I'm like, damn, maybe I should to see if it goes down. And no, it stayed pretty much exactly the same. But I'm right. jumping the fucking gun. Unless that's the we'll, one you want to start with. We'll get there. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't matter to me. Um, What else can we talk about? We have a few minutes here. Oh, Friday John Rhodes. John Rhodes uh, wrote on our page that uh, before Patreon, he always seemed to align with Brandon for the most part. This just happened this morning, right before we jumped on. And then he says, and since we went Patreon, he seems to be aligning with me. And he's pissed off about it. So he's like, fix it. See? And I think he's talking well, to you two. We'll see what happens. You can't fix logic. People have shitty taste in films. <laughs> Wait a minute. That means John Rhodes is another fucking negative Nancy like you, because you you've been the you've been the bad guy this year. See, as far as uh, lately, the shaded one, just the last couple shows, I haven't enjoyed it. If you go back and listen, I haven't really, other than a handful of movies, a handful. Dude, you were like Kevin Bacon from uh, Sturve Echoes during the craft review. No, I won't review it. That's that was the one, the craft. And you know what you get for that? You get the fucking remake. That's what you get for that. <laughs> I can't even. I won't even check out the remake. I watched the trailer for it. I'm just like, this just looks. I mean, look, maybe one day if I've got nothing to do, but it really doesn't look good. I have nothing against remakes. It just, that one looks really shitty. I haven't heard anything good about it. Why would I watch it? It doesn't make any sense. It's like everybody's eating a piece of pie. Hey, McDonald's just put out a fucking a brand new cherry pie. Okay, it's advertised across the whole country and everything else. And okay, McDonald's cherry pie, yada, yada, yada. Okay. She's no. my cherry pie. That would be the commercial, the, the jingle for it. <laughs> yes, that's a good jingle. <laughs> that's a sweet surprise. Yeah. It's going to make you want to commit suicide once you eat it. Sweet suicide. I'm so, yeah, I'm sorry, because so I think the lead guy killed himself, and that was in poor no, taste. he didn't. I think he did. From Warrant? Yeah. I think you just I heard the song. Too. The song that just like that's what you're known for. That's what you're always gonna be. Cherry yeah, pie. Like, Eddie killed himself. I'm pretty sure he did. And now I'm I feel... pretty sure he did not. Okay. <laughs> when it comes to music, I'm gonna battle you. I'm checking it out. He's not yeah. dead. I, I, although I should know his name. That's the part that bothers. I think it's Greg something, but I, I could be wrong. I thought it was anyway. Warren. <laughs> what do you think it is? Chip Warren. Winger? No, it's not, this isn't Winger. <laughs> John Oswald goes by Janie Lane. Janie Lane, huh? Sounds like a porn star. But yeah, I remember that name. Uh, Anyway, back to Cherry Pie. Go ahead, Diddy. He was found dead on August 11, 2011 of acute alcohol poisoning. Okay, not suicide. 
But I'll, I'll, I'll give you the do. I, I, I didn't know he was dead. I did not know he was dead. So I'm not. He was so sick of hearing that Cherry Pie song. It was probably oh. number one on Apple Music or something like that. He's just like, I'm done. Cherry on Apple? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. They don't go together. You can't say that. <laughs> it's one or the no. other. That would happen. If McDonald's came out with a, with a cherry pie and made that their song, yeah. I have a feeling it would go to number one on Apple. It gets, people get into catchy shit, and next thing you know, that happens. But back I to love, McDonald's cherry I pie. I love the cover of that uh, album, by the way. That, that, that's a Oh, that girl? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. How about the video when the pie falls in her pie? <laughs> they were they were mad about it because that song was just supposed to be like a b-side supposedly and then of course marketing some producer the producer's marketing got involved and said there's your there's your single boom and then everything was cherry pie man nothing wrong with that eh. but anyway but if, but if everybody eats that damn cherry pie that mcdonald's puts out and everybody says oh that, that, that cherry pie tastes like ass guess what I'm not going to fucking eat it. I, I, enough people have told me it tastes like ass for me not to say, well, I got to try it. That's what I don't understand why everybody, it's the same thing. I don't care. Oh, no, Dave, you have to look look for yourself. Don't trust everybody else's opinions. You got to form, I'm like, no. It, 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 sometimes I'm going to say when no, everybody. won't do it. <laughs> well, it's true. No, I, well, I understand. I it's venture. Just, oh, it doesn't make sense oh. to me overwhelming consensus like that but isn't it odd that if you ate a cherry pie that tasted like ass you wouldn't like it but if you ate an ass that tasted like a cherry pie you'd be like this is fucking delicious i mean that's every day see <laughs> me too another order of ass please <laughs> <laughs> an order of ass imagine that where prostitution is legal you could yeah. just do that in some places go to freaking like where they went to in hostel and, and sit down I like to order that ass just to eat for five I'll have minutes. the poutine <laughs> and the poontang. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. See, that's the best joke yet. Holy shit. Brandon's not happy. He's vigorously writing down. Got to beat that. Oh, no, no, no. I'm Got... just leaving a message for someone. Sorry. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Leaving so, a message. alcohol poisoning, warrant, oh, cherry pie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I do feel yeah. bad. I, I don't like making suicide jokes often. It wasn't suicide, so you didn't make it suicide. <laughs> it wasn't suicide. It's okay. <laughs> I hate making alcohol poisoning jokes often. <laughs> and that either. Oh, my own. Okay, you know what? I got to say something. I, I, I've been... Did you hear about this guy? This is further proof of what I always say about found footage movies, that people would record, and I, and I don't like when people say, well, why would they be recording in this situation? Why this? It, it happened in real life not too long ago. A guy was being chased by a cougar in mountains. This cougar was going to fucking kill him. And as this cougar's chasing him, did you see this, see? No. He's recording. Oh, yeah. I feel like I've heard it. I've heard about it, but I never, it was just something in the background, and it, so I never inve- like it went deeper into like searching it out or anything. Yeah. It's on YouTube. It's like a freaking 10-minute video, and this guy's being chased. He's, his life is literally fucking in danger, and he's being chased by this cougar, and he's recording it and talking to it and this and that and saying all this stuff, and I'm telling you, man, cougar stalk. I wonder if it's in here. No, cougar stalk. Wow. How I'm old really was she? I'm really, yeah. <laughs> I said I'm into cougars. <laughs> there it is. Viral video shows cougar stalking Utah hitchhiker and terrifying son- – yeah, if you type in the word cougar, believe it or not – on YouTube right now, that's the first thing that covers up. Comes up, cougar stalks. I, I swear it'd be a bunch of hot old women. <laughs> you would think. Hold on, let's see. He's walking. He's minding his own business, and he's just showing his trail. And then all of a sudden, he's getting chased. See? Go away! Please go away! Go away! Holy! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize.
knows if you're polite to the cougar, they might actually go away. Cougar, please go away. Okay, now look. I mean, he's filming it. Yeah, I would not be doing that. No offense, that's just more distraction for me. I got the, the framing right and everything like that. I'd be like, I'm running for my fucking life. Framing right. <laughs> fucking the fucking the pommel over yeah. here. He's filming his masterpiece. I, I need deep focus. Deep focus. <laughs> and it keeps coming, and it just keeps coming. It's getting faster and faster. And just keeps... <laughs> no. No, you won't eat me. Like it's no, his cat. I won't let you eat me. <laughs> That's going to be the, you can't say this, the new one. No! It's six minutes minutes of that shit, and it keeps getting closer and coming along and moving faster, and what is this guy doing? He's filming it. It's found footage. Stupid. Yeah, but that's what people are. And on top of it, you might make money. Who knows? Does this thing have an ad yet? Who knows? If If you get a viral video, you could make some fucking, you know, some quib on that shit. Get on it. That's what I always say. I always say, anytime someone questions why someone's filming in found footage, my answer always is, because if you happen to survive, you're going to get some loot out of this. You may Did as well survive? go down. Oh, dead. Is, they found oh, the phone. I didn't get to the end, and I didn't hear the story. I didn't get to the end. He gave up on a 10-minute video. Now, if it was I a ghost cougar. <laughs> the end is them cutting open the cougar and pulling out the phone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Imagine that, was... like the phone gets swallowed and then it's still recording, and then they cut open and they pull like, it out. And that's... It's like the beginning of Saw 4. Yeah. There's your found footage movie. And they then Hoffman re- shows up. There and, Marco is, kills, and Marco kills him. Marco. <laughs> uh, I can't believe he got banned. Speaking of talking about shit that's been happening, Marco from Finland, God rest his soul. He got because my name's Christian, he said I hate Christian and they took it as hate speech. <laughs> Is that why? I think yeah. it's yeah. if he said I hate Dave, I think he'd be banned too. Mean, I don't know, I don't think I don't think so because he says I don't hate Canada, I just you hate Christian. And if my name was Jew, same thing. He would have been I hate Jew and then it would have been even God. <laughs> It's just, I think it's because my name is Christian, and it's just it's like, oh, oh, no, we can't have that. What if he says I hate Canada? He gets banned for that too, you know. Well, I'm pretty sure. Well, he said I don't, I don't hate Canada, but uh, right. I'm pretty no. sure Mark Zuckerberg hates Canada, so I think he would have been okay. Yeah. No, he loves it. You can't disparage Canada at all. You get kicked off of Facebook. It's a you can't say that. I'm telling you, talk shit about Canada, and you'll get you'll get the boot. I heard about it happening. The boot. <laughs> the boot. <laughs> What's on the boot? Yeah. <laughs> I sound like a Canadian. A boot. Yeah. <laughs> you get a boot. You get the boot for talking a boot, Canada. <laughs> and speaking uh, of boots, see, did you realize that in Friday Three, that girl, what's her name, um, Chili, is wearing a little blue boot around her necklace? It's a, it's a boot. No, uh, it's, it's a miniature. Boot. See, that's the glory of HD. Yes, I noticed it the other day. That she has a necklace around her neck and she has a charm on the end of it. And it's quite big, too. And you it's actually what? a small boot. I do remember now because in, in the 3D version, it, it comes out and kicks you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> what was her boyfriend's name? Palmer. Chuck. Chuck. He's my, I think he's my least Chili favorite Palmer. character in the franchise. What's he's wrong with Chuck? Be- 
he's up there with Rennie. I don't know. It's like it's like they decided to put Cheech and Chong in there. How old? They should have made them better. They should have. They should have. They needed someone. They needed people to be. They needed to elevate those characters a little bit more. They are kind of background characters, and they both don't really get that great of deaths because her death with the poker never really works. It doesn't really work in two D. It never really works in three D. Poked her right in the boot. (laughs) (laughs) Occasionally, Jerry Pie. (laughs) <laughs> and electricity always goes either way with me because usually I forget I to cop felt it. Like Chuck, Chuck felt much older. Chuck looked like like Shelley's. But he wasn't because Chuck, he has a beard. People think that he was older. He's he not. looked like Shelley's grandfather. No, but he wasn't. He, when they filmed the movie, he was a college student. He's the same age as everybody else in that fucking movie. But everyone says, "Oh, how come those two older people?" And she doesn't look old at all. People no, she fucking... looks. No, I don't think she looks old. I just think he does. Is it? Is, was life really that hard in 1983? <laughs> People did look older. Dude, they did. They do. They do. We and my brother are watching wrestling from 1984 now. We're watching all these jobber matches and this and all these different matches, right? And the way men looked at the age of like 35 in, in, in back then is like the way they look now when they're like fucking 50. They just looked like fucking men. Dude, just look, like look, at body, look at body double. The actors in body double were between 27 and 32, the two main stars, the guys. Yeah. They look, they look like they were... 45. Sure, they looked older. I'll give you that. Yeah. You're, you're right. I mean, it's just, it's true. It's it's true about every movie back then. But it's really prevalent in wrestling because these are big guys playing fucking, you know, hard ass people and, and badasses. And you see them and you're like, if I saw that guy in the street, I'm not going anywhere fucking near him. You could just look at him. Even, even guys that were a little bit smaller look like they were badass. That's where like wrestling now, they look like fucking the three of us. You see wrestlers nowadays, they look like us. Like, there's nothing no. scary. Yeah. I never watched it back then. I don't watch it now. <laughs> not missing anything. That's one of the problems with the modern product is that everybody looks like someone you could just bump into at the fucking at the gas station. Yeah. Where back then, those guys just looked intimidating. Like, and it wasn't because we were young. We're, I mean, when you're young, yes, grown men look bigger and scarier. But I mean, till nowadays, at my age, we're watching this. Especially like, when they're chasing you and you're little. It looks <laughs> much scarier. No! No! No, stop it. Fuck, no. Don't follow me. <laughs> like the cougar. Please no. <laughs> Please. <laughs> what did he say in the cougar video? Please no, cougar. <laughs> that was ridiculous. Was like you talking to it like it was his pet cat. Yeah. Don't coo- Come on. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I talked to my cats. Come on. You know? yeah. I'm <laughs> rooting for the cougar. <laughs> <laughs> we should put that up as a bonus. That'll be the whole, the whole video. Fuck yeah, the cougar. <laughs> Even though you can just go to YouTube and find it. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's our bonus episode. <laughs> that's our anniversary show. Just play that video. That's our that's our Christmas slash anniversary show. We'll just be the cougar video. <laughs> Maybe with some audio commentary. By us. <laughs> <laughs> so the cougar's approaching him here in this scene. In this scene. <laughs> Putting together shots like fucking uh, De Palma. (laughs) And speaking of Friday 3, I noticed at the beginning they said, they they talked about all the bodies they found. So this this is proof that they found Jason's shack because one of the bodies was in the shack. So in other words, nobody ever comes out and says it, but the the cops actually do find Jason's shack. It's just never spoken about. And I noticed at the end of part two, can you believe I've never noticed this before? When they walk, when Ginny walks out of Jason's shack, she has the sack in her hand and she throws it on the ground. Was it a sack shack yeah. or a shake shack? He was loaded with sacks. They were all hanging all over So the in part three, when he wakes up and it's right beside him, that's a mistake is what you're trying to say. Well, in part three, when he wakes up, it was right beside him? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. They always show him waking up, and he lifts the machete, and you see the 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 beautifully white sack right beside him. Like that that thing would be dirty and gross, but it's per- bleached. It's like that fucking cat at your house. <laughs> <laughs> like your asshole. <laughs> Unless I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure I saw her throw something down when she exited the door. What else could it be besides the sack? Paul's promise ring. Could be her piss-soaked underwear. <laughs> <laughs> she did pee. And do you know why she peed? Because the producer, I listened to the fucking thing. I, I listened to the, 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 that's what I did on Friday the 13th. I watched the, um, the Amy Steele commentary for part two, finally, you know. So she said that the producers only asked for two things. Check this out. One of them was a wheelchair kid, okay? A kid in a wheelchair has to be in the movie. I don't know if they said he had to be killed or not, but there had to be a wheelchair kid. And number two, Ginny had to pee her pants at some point. Ain't that fucked up? Isn't that weird that that's the two things? That is a little <laughs> fucked up. They should have combined it. She should have peed on Mark. Yeah. <laughs> As he's going down the stairs. Fuck you, chair boy. <laughs> chair boy. <laughs> she should have peed on Mark. <laughs> <laughs> you got a machete and piss in the face. <laughs> what a way to go. <laughs> oh. Mingo. And see, I, I got to commend you for your astute observation on your last episode of TGIF 13, where you said, and I quote, I don't like the unlikable characters. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I want to jab this pen right through your fucking skull. I, I don't know what it is about that, but I, I do. I don't like these unlikable yeah. characters. <laughs> Dude, I got notes that are going back a month, and I'm just dropping them, sprinkling here. <laughs> yeah, I could tell. Holy shit. Oh, I know, we never That's have funny. time anymore. The good news is after this episode, we have one more episode in December where there's three movies, and then after that, the new format takes hold. It's the the new old. <laughs> yeah, new old. Yep. But I think everyone's going to prefer it, honestly. I think I think they like us bullshitting more than just reviewing three and four movies and not having any any time to you know and we're going to be answering questions more on the episodes and shit. I yeah. think people get into that so you know. So, well, and, and speaking of getting into it, oh wait, you have more notes. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I, I am not going to get into my notes because it's too much. I'm going to sprinkle them each episode. So I, I got a couple. Let's sprinkle some more in. You want to? Let's do a movie first, and we'll sprinkle some more in. Okay, let's do a movie. These are the three that we're talking about today. And uh, I took a picture of them because it's easier. Because this is episode 126. And we have The Rental from Eric J., The Town of the Dreaded Sundown from George, and Body Double from Rob D. So this is going to be an interesting show. I have a feeling that there's going to be some strong opinions and a lot of questions for me about a movie in particular. So we'll see. Uh, Do we have any preference over our first movie? It's your gig. It's your gig, B. It's pretty much the way it is now. You get to pick. Uh, I was going to go in release order. Go ahead. I don't care. So we'd start with 1984's Body Double, directed by Brian De Palma. A young actor's obsession with spying on a beautiful woman who lives nearby leads to a baffling series of events with drastic consequences. I have a lot of questions. Either I'm a complete idiot, which which may be true. It might be me. I'm not saying I'm above anybody here. Either I'm a complete idiot... Or everybody's overlooking crazy plot holes. I don't know what it is, but I, as I did enjoy the movie, like De Palma has not let me down yet. Every time I've watched one of his movies, I've come away with something from it. I like him, but I just can't understand certain things. And 
obviously this is going to be spoiler filled because I'm going to have a lot of questions, but I don't want to dominate. I don't think you're alone there. And this is not necessarily one of his more um, loved films. I think it's become loved over the years as you go back and revisit a director's like filmography. But like, I go back and forth with this, but it's almost, I read a review way back when, and I, I, I steal from it a bit because I agree with it. And, it. and I think in that review, I might be paraphrasing, but then I'm putting it in my own words. Is he, it's almost a parody of the Palma films in a sense, in certain sequences. And it does play out like that. And it's so over the top and so melodramatic and whatnot that uh, yeah. the things that we loved about what, what was done in Carrie and even body, uh, sorry, address to kill are, are done to such an extreme here that it almost becomes comical yet. I still love it, but not necessarily if he was going for the total dramatic uh, feeling or, or, or response, it doesn't really work, but almost as like, like uh, almost, almost as a parody of it, it works. This was a first time watch for me, believe it or not. I had never seen no. this. And uh, much like Dress to Kill, it had a very Dress to Kill feeling. Obviously, homage to Hitchcock, very Hitchcockian, particularly in the driving scenes where they're clearly just, yeah. you know, like, look at the young guys. But yeah. I will say this its biggest downfall, it is so easy to figure it out. I was taking my notes, I had everything figured out in 20 minutes. I knew exactly who the killer was. I knew what twists were. It was just so ridiculously obvious that like, well, I was just like, ah, cause I love these types of movies. These are like the deep dive sort of mystery whodunit thrillers that lead you down these rabbit holes to, to solve, to solve who the killer is. And I'm like, the killer is this person. It's so easy. You could literally see who it is again, back in the day. I don't think it was quite as obvious and I'm not trying to make it sound like audiences in 84 were stupid or anything, but I think that like, it was a little bit more, he was doing it on purpose to, to show it. Now we've seen so many other movies that I, I don't disagree with you. Now I can't, I can't distinguish whether or not, I mean, I've watched this film so many times that I just, I just know. Yeah. I just know, but you, I can't deny what you're saying. It's so goddamn obvious. In can, the I, look can I put it this way? Can I put it this way? Before you even see the Indian, which is obviously, it's so ridiculous. You can't say that. It looks, nothing, it looks nothing like an Indian. Oh, I disagree. I thought right away it was an Indian. I even told my wife. I said, yeah, there's this Indian looking guy that's over here spying. But, oh, but then, really? Yeah. I, I was like, it looks nothing. It looks like a, he looks like the guy, he looks like the killer from Giallo. Looks like a jaundice. Uh... You took my, oh my God, you took the words right out. I was going to say, when you saw him the first time, when he's by that satellite thing, whatever, to me, he looks like uh, an Indian guy or Native American, whatever. And then later on, we see him again. But when you see him in in clear light, when they're in the elevator scene, so and, and it opens up, and you see his face, then that's when I said, "Well, that guy's wearing a mask," and it's much more obvious than Adrian Brody was in Jello. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. So but also, crazy. My, my point, my point, I was making is even before you see him in that makeup, when when they show the close up of the husband pushing the wife. Oh yeah. Even though you just see the back of the head and the hat, I paused it for a sec, and I'm like. That is so and so, and this is before you. Right that. away, yeah. Because why? I saw, I, you see the back of the head, you see the hair, and I'm like, oh, that's so and so. They didn't, they didn't go away. That's so and so. This is how it's going to end. That's and then I they thought, show that guy. His car, and, and, I, and I was thinking, well, didn't he just come over in his car? Because he, you see the car back out of the driveway, and I kind of dismiss it. I'm like, you would think that this guy was the killer because he told him to do this. And why else would that happen? And why would she be there at the same time every night unless it's a setup? So I'm watching this, and I'm like, okay, I go. This must be the husband. He must be the killer. He just left him. But then I, he, you see the car back out of the driveway. 
right? And I'm like, well, didn't he just come over in his car? Wouldn't he immediately, the first thing he'd say, oh, well, that that's my friend. I just came over in his car. I know what his fucking car looks like. So right away, I'm like, this, this isn't going to work. And then it ends up being that. So I don't know. And there's other things that were just, and I will say that if, if you're going to call it parody, I would say, I never thought that he was parodying his own work, but I he, guess he's he not. Could say that. Not, no, 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 yeah. not parody. I'm not saying a parody. I'm yeah. saying it was kind of homage, kind of in a little ways parody of Hitchcock more than his own. It's very obviously a rear window, but also vertigo. And like it's that one very scene, vertigo. The plot is vertigo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Made me, they made kissing dizzy. that one girl. Remember when he meets that girl? What'd you say? You made you made, dizzy. Made me dizzy. <laughs> See, I, I thought he, I thought it more as a a Hitchcock thing than a De Palma thing. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, when he made out with Gloria, you're right. Well, it it is a Hitchcock thing, uh, and it, and we already mentioned that it's like pretty much Vertigo, uh, and the Foyer thing with the it's like a, a mashup of those two. But it's yeah. just that his style. Uh, while paying homage to Hitchcock, uh, which was always what De Palma did, seems over the top here almost. It's like it was amped up to eleven, as we say, yes, and yes. and and it works. It works. It, but not. It's not a good. I don't consider this a great film, but I consider this a hugely entertaining film. I like it still. I've watched it numerous times. I'm never bored by it. I, again, I watched it earlier this year. I'm like, well, I don't need to watch it again for the show. I watched it last night again. because And I'm like, ah, and I have a big smile on my face the whole time, even though I agree. It's simple to figure out. It, it, it's uh, very convoluted to try to get rid of his wife. Like there's so many added little uh, aspects to it that they could have easily taken out to maybe not make it so overt, but there's some great sequences as well. Dude, but- I feel like if they had the issue is they made it obviously very easy to figure out who it was. And I feel like they had some good, good things in here that, that I didn't see coming. Like, of course the Holly bot Holly body twist. I did not realize that that was her. Like I didn't understand that scene. I didn't understand oh, how I, how he discovered her. He was watching a thing and he saw the way she moved and goes, "Hey, she moves just like the girl I was watching." Well, I, it, she just she just aped her own. She aped her own shit. So when this guy says, "Give a show that will entice somebody," she's like, "I got it," and then just did this thing that she usually did, and it happens to be yeah. in one of the porn videos that she did, and that's when he saw that and like. Like, he's been watching it. I guess we're supposed to get the idea that he's watched it two or three times, even though I think we only see it one, twice. But, and yeah, then I'm like, he's just like, oh, my God. Like that, the wife wanted to do something like that, so they tricked him into looking by hiring yeah. her to do it. I still don't understand, but we'll get to that. Look, that that's also, the whole vertigo thing. That's the, anyway. And also the dog the dog twist. The dog the fact, I don't get. What the, the, do- I, the fact that the dog didn't bark when the killer goes in that's a that's a cool reveal like the dog won bark because it's his dog like but then why does cool. he attack him at the end because he thinks he thinks it's the indian guy right. with half the makeup on his face i always thought that was weird too because i'm like he's like heal yeah. <laughs> and he davies him <laughs> dude i died laughing on the first attack when when fucking uh jake goes in there and he's like he gets it first of all he attacks those two joggers yeah. <laughs> and then he runs in there the dog just attacks him and jumps on him he that loves was hilarious. he loves yelling there's a woman getting murdered up there i think he says it like three times in three different scenes of the movie twice for sure yeah. but i think it might even be three <laughs> No, he didn't get. He, he didn't attack. He didn't attack Sam at the end. He was attacking Jake, and then Jake ducked, and oh. Sam was right there. 
and they both okay. go into the water. That makes more sense. Into the aqueduct. Well, I, into I the figured aqueduct. that's what it is, but the way it was filmed, though, it's like, it's like it comes right up to that guy's face. It's like, heal! And he goes, oh! And then they, they just go right into the reservoir. <laughs> when they both fell in the water, I died laughing. Yeah. Do you think the dog lived, or do you think he... No, uh, he, he gordoned. Gordoned. He's gordoned. He doesn't swim. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's he reservoir swim. water. <laughs> That's yeah, like, but I, so is he a, is he a reservoir dog? <laughs> <laughs> He's Mr. White. Yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's where the idea. The best joke. That was that's amazing. It. I'm done. Yeah. Thank you guys. End the show here. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Oh, reservoir dog. Holy fuck. Hold on. Why was the dog there? If the woman that lives in the house is dead and nobody else is there, why would there be a dog in the house to begin with? Because the cops there. That's the husband. Yeah, so. but the husband's supposedly gone. And, and the cops know this because they've already been to the house where a woman's been murdered. They know nobody's around. Why would they just let a dog stay in some empty house? And where was the dog earlier in the movie? We don't see a, a hair of that dog until freaking that one scene. That's what I also uh, something else that confused me. I go, where's well, the dog coming? He's looking upstairs at her dancing, and the dog is left locked downstairs. It seems. Yeah. Seems like they always shut those doors. But why would the dog be there all by itself? Who's gonna feed it and take care of? It? Where's it gonna shit? I mean, you don't just leave a dog in a house because one person's murdered. Yeah, the other yeah, guy's gone. Yeah, I and these are the questions that I'm pretty sure Brandon's gonna bring up in the rental. But that's that's Wait, okay. I don't, I don't, I don't have a problem with the dog the either. The dog is alone. Yeah. The dog is with the woman, with the wife. Then she's murdered. And then the dog disappears later on is with the husband. Right, but the dog lives at the house, no? Well, yeah, after, the dog, the mur- yeah. after the murder, you don't see the dog again until the end. The that's, what Bra- that's what Dave said is what's happened. Where's this dog been then? Because yes, he's supposed to be police- away. So who took the dog? Right. What would the police think? When the police arrive at the house and they see that our, our, our hero is there and what's happened and they know what's going on and they know that a dog attacked him. Why is there no questioning about this dog? Who, what's this phantom dog that wasn't here before? Ghost dog. That's what I'm trying to say. As cops, wouldn't you question that? What, what's this dog? There was no dog here. Whose dog I, is it? They Why could have easily have thrown in a line, like, when he's getting, like, the third degree from that detective that calls him a paper and, a, and like, they could have just said, this dog, where's this dog? Because the downfall is I've got, he's got, I've got witnesses that, uh, that agree to your story. But... I mean, they could have just said the dog ran off. I, I mean, you're t- questioning that. that. I always fucking laugh at the fact that he has a power cord with the drill, and he's like, like didn't didn't uh, uh, sleepway or my what the fuck the summer uh, party massacre summer party too. massacre who came out like two years before had no power cord. This guy's got a power cord, and it's like it's like out of a comedy. You'd think that this would be in a satire film of a slasher film where yeah. the guy's coming up with a drill and it and the power cord pulls out of the wall. Yeah, like stupid bodies. Yeah, should have happened or something. You know? It is so ridiculous because this thing is huge, and it's it, that shot is a direct ripoff of Slumber Party Massacre, like or at least the cover art or whatever, like where you see the drill come down yeah. between the legs as like an extended dick, uh, and like the it's it's aped right off of that. But the power cord factor is hilarious to me. It's I can't not laugh every time I see it. <laughs> I never thought about it, but that you brought it up, I guess it is silly. Hopefully, she's not twenty feet away because I I only got ten feet of cord. <laughs> but the dog is not a big deal that's the least of my questions I don't understand okay here's what I don't get so he wants to kill his wife and he wants to have an alibi so that that's what this whole thing is yeah but it's a very convoluted way to do it I don't get okay the wasn't he wasn't she killed and where is his real wife when this chick's dancing in her bedroom 
If it's not his real wife and it's some other so, chick. No, you're, you're, you're overthinking it. So the plot of Vertigo oh. is the very same way. The guy wants to kill his wife. He figures out this elaborate way to do it. So he's got an alibi. And this is just aping that exact same story. But doing it in the Palma way. So what's happening is he's got this girl on display that he hired that he says, you do this three nights in a row. Maybe the wife's away on a trip. We don't know all the ins and outs oh. of that. She's just away. And uh, he oh. knows that. Well, he knows that. That's why. That's how it works. So she's we rich. on a trip and then he said, when she gets back, I'm going to kill her. I guess it's it's plausible. Okay. Maybe they're That's together. Fine. Oh, no, they can't be together. The husband can't be together there. Uh, it's just weird that, like, if somebody wanted to film my wife in my bedroom window, okay, or any window in the house, it's going to be really hard for me to get a body double for her to come in and dance. Where the fuck is my wife going to go that this is going to be passed off? I just... That's what I was when when the reveal happens. Later, I'm like, well, wait a minute. If they, if he has this other strange girl in his house dancing, where the fuck's his real wife? The and real wife was, was at the mall throwing away panties. <laughs> yes, she was. Perfectly was good there. panties, uh, Dave. Oh, this so this movie's riddled with those. And, and, and again, you're 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 not wrong in asking these questions. Those are the plot holes that they weren't expecting that you'd be asking when you watched it one time in the theater back in '84. I watched but it one time yesterday. And I, I know. Yeah, but there will be some people that do that, but most, the general audience would not, and they'd be along for the ride. Again, you're not wrong, this is what we do on the show, but there's no there's no answer that I can give you that's explained in the movie. It's it it just, would just okay. be easy to accept the yeah. fact that since the killer's the husband, he knows the wife's schedule, she's not around exactly. these nights, you know, come in on the, these nights, you know, maybe she, she's she's out doing stuff. Yeah. And why was he in her purse doing shit? Remember, look, at first I thought there was a burglary taking place, and and the wife wakes up, and the guy, and, and by the way, the wife is in that bed that very night, unless that's not really the wife, and that was a setup too. I don't know, but if you're saying that the girl was out of town, there's no way, because literally, our hero is looking through the fucking thing the very first night, and he sees it, okay? Then she dances, and he was watching it. Then he goes back later on that same evening, and he sees that girl asleep on the bed, and it was right after the guy left. Fucking, and then obviously that's the same guy. He goes into her fucking dresser and he's doing something like he looks like he's gonna steal her money. Then yeah. she gets up and gets mad. So are you saying that that was Holly Body as well? That whole no. thing was the, so no. now it makes even less fucking sense. No, that was the wife later on. Just, just you mean later just, on it was fucking five minutes after. No, so you're no. gonna tell me the wife's out of pass, yeah. Passage of time, maybe a few hours. Yeah, you never know. You See, Dave, you're 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 not gonna like this movie then because this is this is what I talk about when I was talking a couple episodes ago about liking a movie that's a manipulation. It's just it's just cinematic logic, and there's no other logic. There's no like you will not be able. We will not be able to answer your questions. This does Even not our make general makes more sense than this. I just think because you're complain. watching the film within a five minute frame of the film doesn't mean it's five minutes within real life scope. Yeah, it's fine, but it's still the same evening. So you yeah, that's fine. It could be the same evening. Listen to me, though. You can't ex- you can't tell me that the wife is out of town for fucking three days. Okay, what I mean? I didn't you- tell you she's out of town. Christian did. Okay, well then Christian can't tell me <laughs> that she's out of town for fucking three days when literally she's fucking in the same town in the same day as the fucking as the, there's a girl in her house and that same evening later on in the exact same evening the real one is there. So she you met, some, she met some girlfriends for drinks. Dude, Holly Body does the dance at seven o'clock at night. She comes home from having drinks with her girlfriend at ten thirty, and then he stages the uh, the scene with the wife where he. We will yeah. not make you happy with this. You're missing out on something. It was right after the guy left. The guy left. Right. He said, "Okay, have a good one. You're gonna watch the house for so and so." He literally fucking pulls out. 
Unless yeah. I'm wrong, Christian's seen this a lot more times than both of us. So let me ask him. To me, this is what this is what the movie looks like. The guy leaves. Okay, have a good one. You're doing me a hell of a favor, buddy. Thank you. He leaves. Literally, the dance has already begun. So now our lead goes back, looks through the camera, sees this happening. Okay, and after the dance ends, shortly after the dance ends. Because that's why I was questioning. I'm like, well, let's see if it's his friend's car because he just left him. That's what I'm thinking as the viewer. So if he just left him, how did all this happen in, in that time? That I, was, I, again, it, it, it's the logic. No, you're not. You're no. You're not. But you're not going to enjoy this, and there's not going to be an answer that this is the Palma's manipulation, and you're along with it or you're not, and and it gets criticized for this. And that there's no logical explanation. He goes and then he puts on the fucking hat and pretends he's the husband hits her roughs her up that's the wife and that and they're having a real fight he is the husband husband, sorry (laughs) he is the husband wearing the hat and whatever but the disguise everything's there the whole everything that he does has to be seen by this which is already a huge leap in 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 reality and assuming that he's going to be watching every moment because he's working on that sign and he's going to be working on that sign and not worrying about other people saying hey we saw some crazy indian guy uh like with uh like fixing soldering something on the sign late last night like everything is done as a manipulation for this guy to witness um right but it can't it can't make sense the timing doesn't make sense He's got this beautiful makeup job that has been done to make him look like an Indian. Like we don't get any indication that he's in a makeup at all. Like it's uh, and he runs around in broad daylight in this disguise. He looks I, like he should be arrested on, on like just by by watching him. He looks so suspicious and he's running around and chasing him. Like there's so much at risk here that if you think even more than two seconds about the movie, none of it makes sense. He looks and, ridiculous. The people in the yeah, elevator at the mall should have been like. That's not an Indian. That's a guy wearing a yellow mask. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's Greg Henry. Like yeah. that, it literally looks like a Greg Henry mask, just yellower. It's, and he's running around rampant, trying to chase him, stealing her purse, and this, that, and the other thing. There's so much yeah. that has to happen to make this movie kind of flow the way it does. It's I total like the purse manipulation. I like the purse stealing scene because he coordinates it to steal the purse and to trap him in the tunnel, playing off of his claustrophobia. I, so I like that. And him just yeah. messing with the purse, you know, standing there laughing. It's just knowing that, that Jake is having an attack and just toying with him. And plus it gives him more time to see the Indian. I, I feel like it's, I, I never, like when, once they describe him as an Indian, I never thought he'd look like an Indian, but it's just there oh. so he could see him more. So it's like, he's just building up his alibi even more. Like, yeah, because the whole idea is once he kills the wife and the Indian, you know, and the Indian disappears, he's tying up loose ends with Holly with Holly only because he sees Jake getting close to her. Like the, he disappears. He shows back up as the husband. They'll never find the Indian because he doesn't exist. Okay. I got a question. And again, this might be something obvious that I missed out on, but maybe not. Maybe I'm cause that the thing is I never see anybody. I never see any critique about this movie. I went to the B and everything's like eight out of 10, nine out of 10, eight out of 10. Everything. I've never, I didn't see anybody mention any of the questions I have or, or, or say anything. And usually when a movie does that, watch the rental, look at the fucking shit about the rental. People are questioning every fucking move there, but this here, it's much more confusing to me and no one says shit. But anyway, I, I think it's because I'm, I'm of the problem is cinematic. I, I honestly think that's what it goes to. The, the logic of just being immersed into his cinematic world and, 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 and it's his like, tour is an tour. It's got his thumbprint on it. Uh, and you just go along for the ride. I think that's why yeah, it's more accepting. Again, if you, our general I, gets shit on, and he he's an auteur of it himself, and people still question his stuff all the time. 
and I'm always here, and, I'm, and I can usually explain what's happening on our. Anyway, here's my question. I, I, I don't mean to, to dominate with, with the questions, but how does this guy know? And it might be something obvious, but how does he know that this guy has claustrophobia? The acting class. He, he's in his class. They they show the. Yeah. He goes to the class. Hold on a minute. Okay. But in the class, is it. Does claustrophobia have to do with what's happening in that class, or is it just him tapping into something? He's doing the scene where he's reliving the childhood trauma of being uh, trapped behind the freezer and how it gave him extreme claustrophobia. That's when he yells at the uh, the teacher to stop oh, tormenting him. And then, start, and then he starts talking yeah, to the guy yeah. in the bar about it after as well. After yeah, the they, were playing, start, they were playing sardines, exactly. But he already targeted him by then because he told him to go to that meeting at 3 o'clock. He goes, we have to go to this class at 3. So he was already targeting him. That wasn't him. So, that was that another buddy that of his. his You'll see him in the background looking when he realizes he needs a okay. place to stay. That's yeah. what he targets first. He targets the fact that he, he's like, he hears him. He hears the guy's name. First, if you actually look, it's the buddy that's saying we got to be in class. When he says his name, you see him look back because he already knows that he's got this or maybe heard rumblings that this guy's got a problem. Remember, he's been fired from that show like a, a day or, right. or not fired, but he's left the show because of problems. So you, it, I think kiss. it's known. Yeah, that is that it, a real that movie too? Vampire's Kiss? Movie. Isn't that the one with um, what's Nicholas Cage? Nicholas Cage. Nicolas Cage? I'd, yeah. rather so, see the, I'd rather see this version. So it, <laughs> anyway, he so he sees it there, and then he runs into him later, but that's like a plant to just kind of reintroduce him into his life, and then they're in the acting class together, and that's where he's reliving it, and he happens to be in that actual class, and then he's the one that okay. stops it, takes him to the bar, and again, it's the... Instead of the old friend, which was in Vertigo, uh, they decided to not use the old friend, and they used someone that's an, like a friend of the friend, like an acquaintance, a, a fellow actor, if you will, that's in the biz that knows a bit about him, but... Um, okay, thank you. I get okay, so that there's not a okay. problem. It's just something I miss. <laughs> now here's my here's my one big thing. After this, I will shut up. When there when there when there's an accident, and freaking what's our name of our lead? I keep calling him our our lead, our hero. I forget Jake. his name. Okay, yeah, Jake Scully. Okay, so when Jake is in the car and they they it get is. pulled over, right? And the cops are there, and the car is ahead of him. And there's no reason to suspect Jake at this point of anything. He, this guy doesn't know anything about him being crazy and having all these series. And anything. he's just a cop on the road, okay? That's saying, okay, there's an accident here. Go this way. Why did the cops completely not pay any attention to what he was saying? If I'm in a fucking car and and, and I'm in, and stuck in traffic and I say, hey, this guy just clubbed this girl in this car. There's been a murder right there. Not only do they not pay attention to it, number two, they allow a guy to fucking back up do this crazy exit thing and nobody fucking says shit. All these cops there. That would never happen. They do no, say shit, but they, that, he, they that put... That wasn't an issue. It, it, it is, it, it's forced. Again, the palm of force. But it's, like a, it would never happen. He's acting like a wild guy. He gets out of his car. He's like, sir, get back in your car. He's like, no, there's a murder up there. Like, he's acting frazzled. I get so that part. He looks and then they don't see anything. And How do they so, not see the car's right ahead of him and it's a traffic stop and there's more than one cop there? Why would nobody... Ever, ever get in a, in a traffic stop and then be impatient and try to back up and go some other way? The cops will fucking be on you like stink on shit. Sir, you got to stay where you are. You can't go that way. You can't drive through well, there. They're all over you. They just allow this shit to happen? Yeah. It, and I'm not saying it's right, but they it, it did. Yeah. when they looked up at the car, they didn't see any 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 hint of what he was talking about. There was a guy sitting there because she her head already went down and whatever. So I yeah, there, she got fucking wet. I well, guess. exactly. He saw it. No one else did. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm like with Brandon. It, there, there's a bit of an issue there, but I'm just saying that that 
that's what gets it to the next seed. Why put that scene in there anyway? Why my issue should... is my issue is that the cops should have followed him when they saw right. him go up. Yeah, that's I what agree. I'm saying. You yeah, would never let that happen. A cop. Yeah, never. the cop. The cop should have showed up like, even, like a few minutes later. But then, yeah, of course, it interrupts the final showdown. I mean, think about this. This guy here, even though he's acting like a loon, he's still saying something is strange about the car ahead of me, okay? Now, that's enough to raise some type of flag. Okay, yes, he's acting crazy, but maybe there is something going on in this car. And then the fact that that car backs up and tries to escape with all these cops there, every cop in the place would be on top of him. So, okay, man, it's too bad because I do... I'm not going to criticize this film anymore. I do like a no. Lot do of what it. you do. Like you're not. It's not like my favorite film. I, I I'm a, I am a fan of De Palma. I don't actually like all of his movies, and I do find that he has De Palma isms, like I joke about with Mike Flanagan and whatever. And they could be irk, they could irk people just as much as the my, the Flanaganisms irk me. Poor it's old fun. Michael Flanagan. He is very <laughs> knickknack on his chin again. What I, what I appreciate for him is that he. Is he has a cinematic eye and tries to make things interesting, and with that becomes the sort of melodrama of the camera, if you will, where it's so contrived the movements to get exactly what he's trying to get here. It's not as successful by any means as it was in Dressed to Kill or uh, for Carrie, which is uh, no. just amazing. It's an enjoyable movie. That's it. I've been. I've been at a seven. I've gone up to probably a nine on this. I come right kind of in the middle now while watching it. I enjoy it, but I do think it's it's more of a, a parody, if you will, uh, of of his style of films. We didn't mention that Barbara Crampton is the woman that's cheating at the beginning. She's yeah. the wife. That's awesome. And like, she, was that like her calling card? I feel like there was another movie where she's the cheating wife. <laughs> There's also, what's her name is in it? Who's uh, from Slumber Party Massacre, the first kill. What's her name? She's like a... A big screen queen who oh, did a lot of stuff with Linnea Quigley. Brink? Yeah, Brink Stevens. Yeah. She's also in it. But let's talk about Melanie Griffith. She got nominated for a Golden Globe for this. I like wow. Melanie Griffith, but I, I was like, she's she... nominated for Golden Globe for this? It's like... I think it's because they didn't have women talking like this in, in mainstream movies a it lot. Is. And, and, and like she's so matter of fact about it. He really likes, because like when you think about... When you think about... Um, when she oh my said God, no Nancy, shame, what's her name? No SMM. I would have been like, uh, no, no, thank. Why you. can't I think of her name? Her, his ex-wife that's in Dressed to Kill and RoboCop, Nancy Allen. Is that her yeah. name? What about Nancy Allen? Well, she because yeah. she plays a kind of a uh, the character she plays in Blowout is a little extreme as well. It's almost oh, like he I likes this. He likes these quirky. Oh, that's my. That is my all-time favorite. But again, really? total manipulation. Oh of that cinematic manipulation. They're beautiful. But then, so the character, it's almost like he likes this little trait of like, not ditzy because she's super intelligent. Just matter of fact, matter of fact, and blow out. There could be a play on that. Like the way it is. And it's, it's just interesting. I just, I just found it odd. Like it was good performance, but I just was like, really, this was award nominated. She comes in so late in the movie yeah. too. Like it, yeah. it's bizarre, but she's memorable. Yeah. You know, but she's Dennis she's Francis. Memorable great for being too. no fun, no S and M and no shave pussy. Like, ugh. No, thank yeah, you. Hey, she's top. Of, yeah, but that, that's like Jenna Jameson in, in the 90s. She, she was top of the pops. So she was like, hey, check it out. I'm going to do this, but I'm not going to do this and this and this. And this is how much I want to get paid. I'm fucking, I'm Holly Body. I'm the hottest thing going. Yeah, I've but been no born fun right stuff. Now. No S&M. She don't have to. She gets paid. You don't Dennis France, girls, I loved him in all. The vivid girls didn't do anal. Remember the vivid girls in the late 90s and early 2000s? They were uh, they were well-made movies. They were drop-dead gorgeous girls. They 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 did a lot of girl on girl stuff. They didn't do anal. They didn't have to. 
they fucking did what they did because they could. If it does anal now. Do less, probably, if it's still around. You know, I pride myself on not knowing that. I pride myself on not knowing any history of the, of, of that. I, I, I just watch porn. I'm surprised that Dave knew the history yeah. of Vivid Entertainment. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I used to know my porn quite well. I used to know my porn. Holy son of a bitch. Fuck. <laughs> I knew but what I mean, he was talking about when she said Vivid, but... Uh... Yeah, remember the Vivid girls? They were... Uh, it was a cut above what the other stuff. You know what I, I mean? They love, were I love that I only knew a handful of names in the industry. Like, today, I, I still only know the names that I remember. Like, the three names that I remember as a kid. I know so many names, but the names I know now that uh, people might not even know. I'm into whatever. The thing is, <laughs> I thought she was a great character. I thought that one scene was really funny when she saw the real. I thought it's ridiculously easy how quick he got into porn and how they're not even in. Where are they? Are they? They're not in, in fucking. They're in Seattle, aren't they? No, I thought they were. In, I thought they were in Hollywood. Yeah, in you California. think they're in Seattle because he's staying. The guy a, says something about Seattle when, when he's up in the. He's, go, um, he's going to Seattle to do a, a five-week okay. revival of a play, but it looks like they're living in the Space Needle. There. Right, <laughs> that's, that's like... what I was thinking. That's why they did that. I wish I could live in that thing. That's if I had the money, that's how I'd live. I fucking got to take a damn elevator to get to my place. Look, it fucking... looks like he lives in a huge satellite dish. <laughs> like, what, where? Like, but when he comes in with the sleek back sleep. hair, I always thought that scene was ridiculous. Where, he like he, was, sleazy, he, he, he literally came in two minutes, like you said yesterday. He arrived and then Frankie does what is it? Relax, says relax. don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's in really one him? video, and then suddenly he comes back, slick back hair, jacket. Hey, babe, let's. Uh, why don't we go out? I got money and all this stuff. And it was just like it was a really. It was he was bad. It was a bad acting choice. <laughs> I think I don't know. It just seemed a little too forced. I was hoping at the end that that Sam was going to win and that. Jake was going to be buried, and then Freddie was going to piss on him. <laughs> like, Jimmy pissed on fucking, what's his name, part two? Mark. Well, no, he, he's the one who buried Freddie in part three. Oh, my God. Oh, that's right. That's right. He did bury Freddie. That's true. He yeah, claims so, the fame. And then he gets buried at the end of this one, so that's why. Oh, that would have been some shit, huh? Yeah. Wow. Damn. Okay, now I get it. See, your joke is so good, it went over my head. Yeah, it went over Christian's head, too. But it's a good one. You just have to think about it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> what a comparison. I try. I don't show? go for the low-hanging yeah. fruit. See, I'm not no, too no, easy. No, I never. can't do that. I would said, I go, here's what's crazy. This guy buries Freddy in this movie, and then he almost gets buried in this movie. All he would need is just going to come by and piss. That's how I would have done it. funny. The white dog pissed on him and brought him back to life at the end. <laughs> right. The white dog could have done it. You can't say that. Well, I keep calling the cat in the house the white cat. You know what I mean? Hey, white cat. You know what I mean? He is the white cat. <laughs> yeah, that whole introduction to the porn industry is a very weird scene. Like, why yes. not just go in as the producer and just say, hey, I saw one of your videos. I'm interested in working with you. They have this whole elaborate sequence where he watches. He's a good in. man. I like to watch. <laughs> He's a good man. He didn't fuck her, and he easily could have. She would didn't. She wanted. She wanted to fuck him bad. She gets to that place, goes to that space needle, get on the bed. I don't want to talk business anymore. She was gonna rock his world, and my lord, was she hot? Not as hot as the other one, the dark hair, the wife. Oh my, who is that? Is that uh whoever she is? She is drop dead gorgeous. That is um Deborah Shelton. My lord. Uh, anyway, she was stunning, but. Oh, I don't know what, he, what the hell I was going to say. Oh, that scene when she sees the girl who's the real actress. That scene is hysterical. Oh. She goes, oh, yeah. yeah. Are you okay working with girls? She says. Yeah. <laughs> Miss USA 1970. Well, there you have it. And okay. runner-up in Miss Universe. Wow. In 1970. Nice. 
Yeah, but that scene was great because he's a real actress and he's pretending to be in the porn industry, but he's in... She goes, I, I thought I knew everybody in this business. She goes, well, I don't know how somebody can know everybody in this business. I, know, <laughs> I just found that humorous, that whole interaction. When she goes, well, you can't oh, do great. this. She goes, are you okay with what? working with girls? She goes, what's of course. The, what's the movie about? We need more comedians in our industry. Yes! <laughs> That's good. That's good. That was great, man. That was good. It yeah. just felt it just felt weird. like I just was like I like Melanie Griffith. She's great. I just felt like when I read that she was nominated for a, a big award for this, I'm just like there's nothing wrong with that performance. It just this movie didn't seem like the type of movie that anyone should have been nominated for it. I don't hate it, but it's not. It's it, really well, not. no, I agree with you. It, it's it, yeah, it's, it's like, theatrical, almost over the top <laughs> acting. It's it, it's a fun little a- film. <laughs> What? I want to. I want to have an advertisement for. Our I don't show. even know what what, what happened. What happened that I missed? <laughs> I think just... the way he said it. I want. I want it to be a trailer for our show, which is like random comments that are made. That you know, do you ever listen to like you hear trailers from like Doctor Discussions has one certain ones, and you just hear snippets of what the hosts are saying on different episodes. That'd be a perfect drop for B to say. What did you say? He goes. I don't think that anyone should have been nominated for an award for this. <laughs> I just found it funny that you started laughing. I was just laughing yeah. at you laughing. I don't even know what I really. I thought said. I missed something because I was looking down. I thought something visually happened. No, because but because I agree with Brandon. Yeah. But it was it sounded like such an insult, like it was a piece it, of shit. It did. Not. I don't think anybody should have been nominated for anything. <laughs> <laughs> like wow. <laughs> oh. But and her, do- her daughter looks nothing like her. Her daughter looks exactly like like her father, Dakota oh. Johnson. Oh wow! Yeah, I guess you're right. She looks exactly like her father because I'm watching. I'm like, they don't even look alike, and they'd be around, I guess, the same age now. Well, the I just want to mention the the not nominated thing and get back to that because uh, Dennis France is in this and he's always good, but even he looks like he's playing. A role like I mean, even his like over over uh, dramatic, uh, hot headed director type seems he's playing Psycho like, Three. <laughs> yeah, Looney. He's played <laughs> he's played every character he was back then. A little a little sleazy, a little uh, yeah. but but it works. And he has my favorite line in the movie was best teeth flashing I've ever seen. <laughs> Did I flash my teeth enough? That was right at the end of the movie. Best teeth right? flashing I've ever seen. <laughs> That's the best part of the movie, the yeah. ending. They give you like a little softcore porno there. Well, yeah. They show the body double, which was his response to the Angie, Angie Dickinson scene in Dress to Kill where he used a body double on her. And I, we talked about this when we did that movie and was brought up, and this was his response to that. And that whole end part is, of course, a direct like F you to the critics and like showing that whole scene being staged and everything, which was interesting and fun. Yeah, I agree. Man, it's weird about Dennis Franz because he was in a, a Hitchcock-related movie in Psycho 3 and then this movie with all the Hitchcock. I wonder if he worked with Hitchcock himself. Maybe there's a reason for that. No, he's been in De Palma movies galore. He's been in a ton well, of De Palma that... films. So there you go. He's like he a De Palma, De Palma regular at this point. I never saw galore. <laughs> Pussy galore. You said, you said the, 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 <laughs> De Palma movie galore? We know you've never seen Pussy galore. <laughs> <laughs> What are you talking about? Your camera's on every fucking show. Uh, <laughs> hey! Waka waka! Well, we have anything else? I, I have one nothing. funny thing. One funny thing. And not even funny. I thought this would have been played better. Remember when he is following her and, and, and the, at the mall and the cop and, and the woman calls the security on him? Yeah. And then we find out that the other guy is watching at the same time yeah. on the other side. Wouldn't it have been a better reveal if 
when they got there, she was actually calling on the Native American guy, and that's how we find out that he's there. Don't you think yeah. that? Because then I'm watching. Oh, that would have been cool. Because you know when you get that little switcheroo, when you think they like the silence of the lamb switch, knocking at the door, and you you're not really at this door, you're at this guy's house. You think the whole time you're along for the ride, thinking that this woman's calling about you know uh, Jack and or Jake, and then we find out that's how the reveal is made that the other guy's there because they approach him and that then we see or the. Or that's when the elevator doors open. It gets to that point, and then we see them there. And that would have been more De Palma because they usually have it's more multifaceted. Like you've got the girl, you've got the guy looking, and then you've got that third option that you're talking about. But then the cops coming in, and then it's like it's like a big, like the whole way that he likes to deal with the scene. So I agree that would have been a great way of doing it. It's very matter of factly here, very matter of fact, and that sweeping pan around when they're doing the kiss later and everything like that is so. It's so ridiculously fun. Oh, my God. It's so I ridiculous. jealous the whole time. I was just jealous of him the whole time. Like, man, I wish when I was single I could just walk up to a woman and look like that and have that happen. It's almost like watching a porno where they act. You know? Oh, yeah. Because, like, you know, in a porno, you expect it. In a regular movie, you don't usually hook up with a, uh, a woman that easy in the middle of the day just because you're following her and she notices you. I'm like, wow, look at this lucky bastard. Sweet fucking <laughs> Christ. I just got Brandon's joke because I was reading down here and about the Nightmare on Elm Street reference about him because it's the same actor from part three. <laughs> of course. Yes. I was shocked. I was, I was, I was, it was too good. <laughs> it was, no, 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 because I was going to mention that he was in part three at one point when we were going oh. back and I was on Dennis France and then I was like, I was like, just jotting down like I usually do and I missed it and I'm like, what the dog pissing part three? And then whatever. And then I realized what you had said. It's almost like it all just like, ah, the slowest, <laughs> the slowest response to a joke ever in the history of this show. I'll take full credit for it right there. But that was gold. <laughs> it was great. Hopefully someone listened and got it right away and popped. Like, ah, of course I mean? they got it right away. I mean, like, again, so I'm on the fucking it? show. And it wasn't <laughs> All the listeners have better, they're better than we are. They they can pick up on it quicker, apparently. <laughs> oh shit. Oh. So what do we got? I'll tell you right now. For me, I, I know I did some critiques, but I, I still really enjoy the movie for what it is. Uh I it's seven and a half for me. That's it. Wow. Like, I already gave my I already spoiled mine, but I'm did eight you? and I say it's enjoyable. It's fun. It it this is that example of a movie that I say that it's just it, I don't even want to say it's too much style because I actually don't think his style is as honed as it is in his other movies. But it it works for what it is, and it's just a fun romp. Romp. Uh, seven out of ten on the Peter meter. <laughs> All right. Wow. You come in the lowest. Here I yes. am. On the Peter meter. <laughs> the Peter meter. Nice. <laughs> the Peter meter. Okay. Very not, good. That's not sticking. Who knows? You never oh know. my God. I totally forgot. Like, so when I went up to get this other cup of coffee, I saw my wife and she reminded me of this. And it's fu- at four 30 in the morning this morning. I don't know how I forgot, but four 30 in the morning this morning, she wakes me up. Christian. What, what, what? I think I hear something in the house. Oh God. I, what? Huh? So I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I get up and I'm, I go to the door, I open it up and I, I we have a lo- lovingly, we have a switch that will turn the lights on downstairs. Like right, like right outside our door too. I don't know. It was put there's a boom, hit them on, and, and nothing. My dog's sitting downstairs. Like, he sees me. He's sitting on a chair where he's not supposed to be, and his tail's going. 
<laughs> it's okay. Everybody's fine. The cat's on the chair. The dog's on the chair. Everybody's sleeping. I have to do a, a sweep of the house. Nothing. The doors are locked. Everything's crazy. I think it must have just been the storm because we had a a, a storm. Are last you sure night, it wasn't the killer dressed as the dog? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was it that. an Indian dog? Yeah, it was a cougar. <laughs> And I filmed it. It was a cougar. I uploaded it to YouTube this morning. Ten minutes of me searching the house and being chased by a ghost cougar. He's on uh, the chair. He's not supposed to be on. That's yeah. funny. I, please get off the chair, cougar. <laughs> yes. Anyway, that's it. I have no climax to that story, but nothing's worse than being woken up in the middle of the night by your wife and saying, hey, I think there's someone in the house. A fucking wrench. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Suffice it to say, I go back to bed. I'm pretty sure she's probably out for the count right after. And I'm like, one eye open the whole rest of the night. Like, I can't get back to a good sleep. Oh, hi, hun. <laughs> she just walked out. I don't know. Amazing. Was I talking? Was I being really loud? Yeah. You were talking about being woken up by snoring? Ah, nice. Right back at you, buddy. <laughs> it's all a show. It's all for the show. Awesome. awesome. It's true, though. I'm, I'm a horrible snorer. <laughs> so I must have kept her up, too. I sleep with earplugs just because of that. My wife snores sometimes, so I don't really? even take a chance. I just I, every I sleep, night. I sleep with two uh, golden retrievers, two earbuds. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they should be called earbuds, by the way. We had this discussion right when we came on. Because I call them earbuds all the time, and I realized why. Because normally they're called earbuds. Right. So now since they're air, you know, there's nothing attached to them. Why do they call them air pods and not air buds? So another company should come along and make a knockoff and just call them air buds. Don't you think that makes sense? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you turn them on, instead of going, Bring, when it connects, it should be a barking. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> It's that jingle. It's that jingle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what is next so on the next? Rasta? Yeah, what is next? There is Davy. I fucking Davey. love Davy. I think Davy might be my new favorite dog in a horror movie. You gotta make him your 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 thing. Your fucking icon. You know? Okay, let's uh let's do the town that dreaded sundown from 2014, directed by Alfonso Gomez Rajan. Uh, whoa. This description on the B. I'm just going to read what the B says. The long gone serial killer seemingly returned again. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. That's a. That's a. That's that's weird. It's not false. <laughs> it's not false, but it's very like strangely written. Yeah, it's kind of scary, actually. The long gone killer returned. seemingly returned again. <laughs> yeah. Did this make everybody's like, again? Like did this a, make everybody's like slasher list? I think it did make everyone slash the list. Oh, dude, it made mine. It was like my twenty-three or something like that. I, know I that feel one. like it had to have made all of ours. If it, I, did it was definitely mine. on mine. Yeah, I if think it was it on my top. Mine, it'd be on it now, but I'm pretty sure it did. Yeah, but I can't remember. But man, this is this is a really, really good film. Yeah, it beautifully shot. Like yes. you, who would have known? When I knew, when I remember this coming out in 2014, I remember thinking. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll, I guess I'll check it out. Sounds kind of interesting. I'm not a huge fan of the original. I find the quirky comedy really off-putting, and it's kind of overly long in the original movie. Um, so this, though, it's vicious. It's yeah. hard to watch. Like, the kills, actually, I feel like I'm getting stabbed along with some of those victims. 
And that one yeah. scene where it turns from like really, really hard sex and, and, and something you usually don't see in a movie like this to then like a very vicious kill. Amazing. It, it's fucking crazy. It's amazing. It is amazing. Dude, everything. When the first one, when, when that, when she's in the hotel room and she looks outside and the head comes against the glass and it's, it's the severed head of her boyfriend oh, to smash oh, the dude. glass open. Oh, yeah. How about some head? <laughs> <laughs> if it was a nightmare on Elm Street, that's what it would have been. Yes, unfortunately. Yeah. Yes, that's what would happen. This is much more vicious and uh, and then when she jumps out and fucking snaps the snaps her leg, oh. the way it looks. Oh I felt that and too. Then I, when he catches her, I give yeah. her props car, for I give her props for trying to survive. I give yeah, the, the bloody massacre in the car. I give her props. I <sighs> like that. Like this is realistic in the moment. She was doing whatever she had to do to survive, but that bone popping scene. Oh, it did always opposed to him. Maybe I I didn't really get that. But yeah, maybe? I didn't understand. Yeah. She put out like a like a a big ring. Yeah. Like I, like, I like the lead up of that scene. There's there is good directing here. Good directing, oh, great nice. cinematography here. Like that whole yep. build up of when you see uh, like it, it, her walking towards it, like with such like gusto, like she wants her man, yeah. and then he comes out, and, and then you, you get the reveal there, and it's boom right to the the sex. It's so well orchestrated, um, uh, as well being uh, like shockingly like like whoa, it, it's Friday the Thirteenth, two thousand nine esque it for that one second there. Like it, it seems fairly graphic for a slasher yes. film. Sorry, a movie. I just hit my pot again, but. Uh, wow, is it is it cool? The killers are great. The gore yeah. is great. The acting is great. Like, there's a lot. The opening sequence is really cool. I just don't know why they needed the plot twist. I really, like, maybe, I, I'm not saying I take anything away from it for the plot twist, but I don't think it was necessary unless they just needed two people to be able to orchestrate everything that's going on. And they felt like they needed, oh, by the way, spoilers. Uh, they felt like they needed the Scream-esque <laughs> Uh, two-person killer routine uh, because otherwise like from a story structure did I miss anything that w- it was needed other than to give her the old fake roux because they could have catapult if it was just to get her to catapult and be a survivor and to be able to tell the story they could have done that by just actually killing somebody but I guess maybe she- okay this is my theory and it's 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 this is what I love about it, and this is also the reason I think this happened, because Brandon's probably going to know this, too, because he's a huge fan like I am. But the people behind this movie, this is American Horror Story. This is Ryan Murphy produced. Mm-hmm. This is taking part in, in everything that goes on there, along with Jason Jason Blum. It's the first time anybody worked with him. Like After Paranormal Activity, that's when they got together for this. So you have Ryan Murphy... This looks like American Horror Story. The colors, the the execution, things like that. You have the cinematographer mm-hmm. from lots of different things, and one of them is some episodes of American Horror Story, and the director has directed 12 episodes of American Horror Story. So it has Ryan Murphy and American Horror Story's thumbprint all over it. And typical to American Horror Story, they have to do something a little crazy in the end. He doesn't like just to just go straight forward with the narrative. They, and some people, it detracts them. I happen to love it. Some people, when they critique the show, they don't like that shit. I think that's the strength of the show. But for me, it's typical American I'm, I'm one of the ones. I'm one of the ones who critiques it. I always feel like they, really? they do too much of a twist. They switch it up where it's like a completely different narrative for like the last episode or two. Where I is I like that, that some of them work. But yeah. yeah, but yeah, you're right. I, you know, I, I, I didn't realize that. I, I remember watching the credits and seeing, you know, Ryan Murphy, Jason Blum, but I, I didn't put it together. But you're right. That's a good. Did it comparison. feel like it? 
like the yeah. colors, the way they pop. Yeah. Oh, they're beautiful. A lot of it looks very American it, Horror Story. It's yeah, a but you're right. Even, yeah. Yeah. Now, so my Love only it. thing, so now going back and rewatching it again and whatever, I might critique the last time, which was a very mild nitpick, very mild. But just to find something to talk about was that I the distracting sideways shots and whatnot, showing the angst of her running away through the forest. Because the movie has got such a beautiful flow and look to it, it wasn't necessary. They could have just used this ra- the same shots, but they went sideways and whatever just to show the craziness, like I said. But I don't think that was necessary. Again, minor nitpick because it was just their choice it doesn't really i i it just took me out of the movie because i'm just like well it's visually kind of weird but everything else works so well it. so who cares yeah, i didn't notice that um, either they do it oh. so then i wanted to know do you think they put the flash so they put the flash of the boyfriend covered in blood there in 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 that sequence for a split second do you think they put that there as almost like a hint that like i know it's supposed to be her thought process oh my god he's dead oh my god oh he's he's been destroyed but maybe they from a viewer's standpoint it was implemented almost like um like a, a way to give you a subliminal message in a sense that he's not dead like a hint or something that maybe and that's why he pops up at the end i i don't know i'm throwing it out there because it's just a weird thing to throw in there as well you're talking about the first boyfriend the one that gets killed in the beginning or the yeah. newer one no the one that gets killed in the beginning when she's running there's a flash of him standing there with the blood blood covered I think that's just to remind us of him as a character because literally we only see him the first five minutes of the film and then he's really not spoken again of that. But but it happens in the opening again. It happens right when she's running away from said murder. Unless I'm wrong, I know they do it in the flashback or the dream sequence, but I I, I believe it happens right there at the beginning, which is why I, I... So there you go. They did it to parallel the opening scene saying last time she was in a situation like this was in the beginning of the film with her boyfriend. So now we can go back now and look at it and say, ah, they did that with intent because it's, yeah. you know, well, that's what I, that's the only thing I could think of is in that scene when she's running away from the murder, they put that shot in um, again from a cinematic view. You're thinking it's just her memory thinking, oh, my God, he's alive like, or whatever, just that thought process or he's dead or whatever. Her trying to register everything. But I think from a visual standpoint to us, maybe it's a, it's supposed to be a clue that he's not dead. I, I, I'm trying to pull at something because it's such a weird shot to have put into the film. I didn't Again, even notice nitpicking. it. I didn't notice it, but now that you mentioned it, I, 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 I actually shouldn't say nitpicking because I'm not against the shot. I right. just say it, it, it's me pointing it out and, and whatever. Uh, the, but yeah, the flow, the actor from Blackish. Why can't I remember his name? He's great in this. Anthony Anderson. Is, yeah, I uh, want him in a movie. Like he should be one, yeah. an actor in our movie. Lone Wolf. Yeah, he's great. No, he's I great. I like him uh, too. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's terrific. The cops in this movie are like, are like good cops. Good. Yes. I like the fact that it's. I like the fact that it runs parallel with with the original story. The original story is real, but we exist in the world where the movie is what's what they believe is driving this killer to come back every time this damn movie plays. But that would happen. No, it absolutely it absolutely would. Yeah. And, I, you know, the crazy about. reverend and all that. And uh, how about that? The emails coming from the church. You know what? That, yeah. You know what that is? That's uh, that's what what's his name was doing. BTK killer. He was. He worked at the church, and he was sending. That, that's how they discovered him. That, that's good. He says his church has never Dennis been busier. Raider. Those yeah, are subplots you would not normally get, or or little nuances that you would not normally get in a standard slasher. And I oh, think that elevates sure. this one up. That that's where I'm going with it. Like after, when we're talking about modern day slashers, and why don't they make them? Here's a great example of one that was made in the last six years that works. Um, and we said that about. Uh, well, I said that about. Um, uh, 
uh, stage fright. I think we all liked it. Yeah, the musical, yeah, the musical slasher one. I, I really came think up that the same one year as this. Santa, I know. I mean, it, that yeah. was a great Bukaki. year for slashers. And then Final Girls was just the year after, right? <laughs> yes, it so was. like, Fifth, I mean, yeah. if for the modern slasher, you had three great ones in a row. I argue both. I know out there, depending Maniac, on your right Maniac right before, but I mean, that was a good time then. So if we're talking about the modern slashers. Why can't they do them like they did? Well, there's four great examples. Yep. And the story's really well developed in this one with the research, with the archives, with learning about this yeah. uh, this sixth and final victim who was blamed as being the Phantom, this Hank McCready. Yeah. I mean, it's just enough where it's not forced down your throat where it's yeah. like, oh, the reveal at the end is like, oh, man, it's for it. No, it's, it's kind of cool. It makes sense. Like, oh, that's the grandson. Okay, oh, that makes and sense. And they, you know, maybe that's it. They play with your expectations. Maybe he's a little too young, but the boyfriend's a little creepy. We understand why he's a little creepy, but you're like, are they going to make, are they going to do something where he's the killer or something like that? You're not too sure only for that reveal at the end. I would have been so, I remember the first time I saw this movie and I'm watching the boyfriend run away at the end and you see when they, when they, when they part ways and you see him running and then eventually it leads to him seeing the mask and then him getting attacked. But I remember watching this and I was saying to myself, please don't ruin this movie by making him the killer. Just, just surprise me. And here's the funny thing. People that don't like this movie complained about the ending and they said it was too much like Scream and this and that and they didn't like the way. Why would this person go with They don't explain it right. People complained about the ending and the reveal. And I said, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I was just thrilled that the reveal wasn't where I thought it was going to yeah. go in a cliche place. And it and didn't. Him... I like what they did. Yeah. Dude, that it's was scary. shocking too That because that was like a touching yes. moment. Like they sleep together because she's going away the next morning with her grandmother because she's going to start college and start a new life in a new in a new uh in a new state, and so they just cut, sort of have sex, and you don't know if they're gonna see each other again, and and then all of a sudden, like boom, he's gone, and in his death mirrors Hank McCready's death, My the last God. death. He's in pieces brutal. on the track, oh. and that's and, brutal. It is brutal, and the uh, uh, the the death of the well, how matter of factly the shots just sort of ring out when she's in the gas station, and she comes out, sees oh. the guy dead with the gas shoot, uh, and oh. that that's a good shot, and then her seeing grandma and coming around and just seeing the blood pour out. Like again, the equivalent of a kid getting killed. Like you got great old grandma there shot bleeding out and it's heart wrenching. Like it's horrible. And that propels her cause she's being shot and, uh, and, and then has to run. And then that's what brings her to the final reel, so to speak. But great. And great it makes sequencer. sense given who the killer is that he would have such good, you know, good, um, aim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> accuracy with, with with shooting and stuff like that. Yeah, like, this guy's a fucking sniper or a trained marksman, but and he is. <laughs> th- that's correct. And here, this movie is so great. And I know some people may have been listening, and they know, and they're thinking, I wonder why Dave doesn't hate this movie. It's a slasher with gunshots in it and a gun because they they actually do it right. You can have gun. This movie is so great that they actually have gun kills. That are gory, and it's like using yeah. another weapon. When the guy gets shot in the eye, when he's getting the blowjob, the way Beautiful. his eye looks, dude, that, that's gore. That's great. The grandmother, great with the blood pouring out. Yeah. When you see somebody get shot in a movie, it's usually bang, drop. This movie takes. Maybe it's more realistic. I've never seen somebody shot in real life, but I mean, yeah. the, you can I'm, honestly, I take it back. You can have a killer use a gun in a slasher movie, as long as it, it's done like this, and it's yeah. gory and it looks Agreed. good. They take the time. Man, yeah. what oh, that, movie does that? That blowjob gunshot eye thing is almost 
almost Argento-like. I mean, it reminds, yeah. it, it would yeah. be similar to that one beautiful shot in opera that I always go back to with the peephole, the gunshot yeah. through the second hand, best, the... Second best peephole shot. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Number one. <laughs> he always has to bring Davey back into it for people on audio. But I agree. So, yeah, great, great death. And that character, he's a nice cop, but he is very dismissive of the young girl. Okay, we got this. We got this covered. But I love how the uh, the other dude was like, no, I want to hear what she has to say. I want to hear what the others say. And then when she finds out that they already went down that hole, the other cop is very forgiving. Like, there's a, the other older cop there. He's like, we've already gone down that hole. Don't worry. Yeah. Like, And whatever. And it's um, I love that because usually you get real all assholes. And even the one yeah, that's a little bit a sleazy, dismissive. You get a sleazy cop and stuff like yeah. that. There was none right. of that here. They were yeah. all genuinely good, and, good cops. And they kind of yeah. do... I mean, they give you the years. Like, we know when this is taking place. However, that opening scene at the drive-in... A, we're at a drive-in, and B, the cars all look like they're from the 70s. Yeah. They at first, that. right? The style of the movie, even yeah. when you dress sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. And there, there are shots where they're dressed like that, too, that gives you that, I don't want to say It Falls vibe, but that vibe of, like, timeless. I don't know if they're just trying to tie us back to the 70s. Well, that's what they're trying to do. They, like, give you parallels to the 70s there, but with uh, the, the new wave look. Dude, so, it's style. It's yeah. Ryan Murphy. He does these things on that show. It, it, this, I'm telling you, I, I told my wife, I go, this is like an American Horror Story movie. Just watch it. And it, I mean, it doesn't go as crazy as some of the, you know, plot points do in American Horror Story where it's supernatural. No, but it does have that look and that feel all the way down to having the, the, the two gay characters that are killed. Ryan Murphy, he's a homosexual brutal. man. I was just going to bring that up. Yeah. Almost always wedges gave gave folks into his and you know how and you, you know realize I mean. how that second guy got, got killed he got a rusty trombone <laughs> <laughs> that is the kill that you feel and when he sees his buddy sort of crawl his way out and he thinks he, he, he can't really tell he's all fucked up at that point and he's like run and, and you just and then you realize that guy's fucked up and done yeah. uh and then he gets shot right yeah, he gets shot. Shot, shot dead, and, you, and, you, and just the look of absolute like horror on the on the guy that knows he's going to get the rusty trombone. It's heartbreaking, and then you feel every stab that he does. It's it's really really well done when you can actually make the audience feel what the character is going through. Yeah, great, 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 have... great gore with the with the with the gunshots, like Dave said. It's very yeah. matter of fact. It's very realistic. It feels it feels real. It feels like this is something you would see on like on the news where they'd be like, we're going to show you some disturbing footage and, and you see people getting shot. Like they just drop. Yeah. Oh, and there was a Friday the 13th reference in this. Am I, am I crazy? Or is there a Friday the 13th reference in this? Well, when they go us, and interview the director's son and he's talking about, uh, Hank McCready's body being found in pieces. He goes, shh, shh, shh. Wow. Oh. I never thought about that, but maybe it wow. sounded exactly like it. I'm like, that's, that's gotta be right. Wow. He went, cause he literally went, Huh? Maybe that Wait, was done with intent. I don't know. That, what did he do? I, I feel like that was done with intent. I, I he might... went. Okay, perfect. Thank you. <laughs> so like he's fucking salt and pepper shaking over here. You know. <laughs> you know who that guy was, by the way, right? <laughs> fucking okay. Felicio over there. <laughs> Felicia, wasn't he a uh, Shakespeare character, Felicia? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was, uh, what's his name? Uh, Dennis O'Hare. De Dennis O'Hare, yeah. Who's in he's almost a... every season of American Horror Story. Also, he's a gay actor too, right? 
I think he is a gay actor. Yeah, yes. he's and, he's terrific. He's a great actor. Oh yeah, a, he is a gay and great actor. Gay and great. Yep. A gay actor. Uh, <laughs> gate. He played straight so well. The. <laughs> it's uh, no. It, I, I mean, I feel like I've come up on this movie since we we did it at the slasher show. Normally, normally you're going down. Yeah. Just like yeah. Uh, that uh, waitress. What was she? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I forget her name. Cute girl. Though. <laughs> you know, I've always been high on. It was my number one movie of 2014. I loved it then. Like I said, it was like in my lower 20s for top 50 of all time. It was my, I think, number 58 on my top 100 of the decade. So I don't know where it finished as far. Oh, you know what it was? <laughs> it was actually number 100, wasn't it? By the votes? Didn't yeah, it, it was. Number it, 100? it was 100. It just made it. I think it should be higher, but hey, whatever. At least it made the list. Yeah, yeah I think it's great. There's, it, it's really trippy. I mean, uh, the lights, like, for no reason, you see lights, of uh, headlights, and even lights on tables when they're all out to that one dinner where, where they're playing the music and stuff, the trombone people and everything. Else. Every time you see the lights, they have that, that look to them, um, like someone that's tripping on a psychedelic would see it. It's, it's definitely done. It, it, it's, it's got that, that look where it's, you know, your, your pupils are dilated. And it's got trails. Oh, it's it's freaking beautiful. So remind me when that kid gets shot because he's wearing the mask. Why did he do that again? Just it was a goof, and he ended up getting shot for it. Who got shot? Uh, yeah, at the I vigil. Think they, at the vir- I think vigil. They said or something or like he was like a troubled kid, and he was just looking oh. for for something, looking to get hurt. Right? He wanted. Yeah, he left a suicide note. So oh, okay. he knew that if he went there, they would shoot him down. Death so he donned the mask, went yeah. down there. See, that was cool. Because who, who who would have thought that? I mean, you think when you see it, okay, here's the reveal. Yeah. You don't really see that. In a hey, movie. death by cop is a very okay. real thing, so that's cool. <laughs> it is. I know it, it is. is. So well, of course, they, in that case, it makes sense. You, you don't sure. go to a, a a vigil and start shooting at people. Of course, you're going to get gunned down. It's it happens. But how many whodunits have we seen in slashers or giallos or any of that? You never see like I'm not going to say never. You don't ordinarily see. That's actually that's kind of a very jollo thing, if anything. When 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 you think that the killer's been killed midway through the movie or something, and then it goes on to someplace else. Not usually in slashers, but that seems like an Italian movie type thing. Yeah, we've killed the killer, and then we're gonna flip it on its ass and go over here and do that. I like it, and the criticism of wanting to hate it because the reveal is like Scream is ridiculous because everybody praises Scream. So why would you? fault a movie for even not that it's intentional but even resembling a film that is universally praised i think it's people well you're like just saying well i, people I think, don't like the kid's reason you know what i'm talking about when he says um, I'm, uh, well when he says i was the uh, the high school quarterback or whatever this and that i was just going to go to college and come back and be just like my dad i've heard people say that's not enough but what there's the line in the movie what she says and it's actually haunting. They go, nothing yep. can be can be uh, determined about how these two came together. The exactly. only thing they have in common is 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 the, the darkness in their souls. Ex- yeah. yeah, that's it's a great line. That's a great line, and that that sums it up. Sometimes yes. people are just fucking crazy. In this case, this kid was fucking nuts. The other one has more of a reason, even though he's fucking nuts too. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. I think it's I I I'm fine with it. I do wish. That the farmhouse kill with Gary Cole with his character getting shot in the eye and then the uh, the woman getting killed. I wish they had done it a little bit more like the original where she makes it back to the house. 
Oh, really? I thought that was brilliant with her running and the no. fucking overhead yeah. shots and with the, the cross, with the scarecrow. No, the scarecrow, was... the scarecrow ending was perfect, but they, I would have it was a little bit more. I wish she had like gotten back in the house before she had gotten shot. Like, oh, I haven't, I haven't seen the original, believe it or not. Uh, oh, I've really? Oh, ever? And I'm, after oh, I saw okay. this, oh. never. And after I, I saw sure. this, yeah. I decided... I have no desire to watch the original because I know it's not going to come. And I hear there's too much comedy in it. I I, I remember seeing a it's clip really of the goofy. trombone scene from that one, and it's goofy. I'm like, it's very oh. much it's it's very much a product of its times. It's very good, but it's very much a product of the seventies. But the I really trombone enjoy is it. fine. It's the cop, the Keystone cop. Like they they speed up the the cars driving, and and there's a lot of. It's just a really it's yeah. really weird. Total shift, I find. But but the farmhouse scene, I believe after the guy, I believe I believe it's the husband in that one. It's a husband, and he gets shot in the shot through the window, and then I believe she runs outside and hides like in the uh, in like the cornfield, and then he comes into the field, and she goes back to the house, and I believe tries to call for help, and I believe that's where he comes back, circles back around and gets her. Oh, it's just more of like a just a little bit of longer chase, but that. The uh, the scarecrow scene is fantastic. I mean, that's how it had to end, no matter what. Everything is great. The way it was shot, when when you see her crawling in the overhead shot, he's going in one direction, and she's yeah. crawling in the other direction, and yeah. we see it. Just that's again. And one, di- and one direction was playing. <laughs> <laughs> and the score is great. Speaking of music, I story this of a, my life. I think it's a great fucking score <laughs> in this movie. Everything about it is aesthetically. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. But everything, the look, the colors, the way it's shot, every fucking thing, the lighting, everything about this movie is is very pleasing to me aesthetically. I love the way it's done. You don't see slashers like this. And the best thing about this movie, after all that, it's only a ninety-eight minute movie. Boom, no bullshit. Come in. No, let, less than oh, that. I know what I wanted to tell you guys too. Eighty-minute movie. Eighty-eight which, minutes. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's. I think it's. Yeah. I think it, it is closer to an hour twenty. Hour twenty. But 80, 80, 88 is the rental. This one is like eighty. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is an hour and twenty eight. I could be well, wrong. It, it it ends at exactly one hour twenty minutes. Sorry, Christian. That's fine. I just, no, because I always fucking argue with the timing on the movie. <laughs> it ends at the one one hour and twenty minute mark. Wow. It was short. It was short, and yeah. I love it for that because there's a lot they pack into that. And da- the only thing I wanted to say is there is a connection here because there are some De Palma isms that they use. It's uh, it's, it's not necessarily deep focused, but it's the having something focused in the foreground that looks like it might be superimposed, and then in the background it's in focus. They do it a bit. Shut the fuck up, Brandon. Brandon's making faces. So there's De Palma isms, nods to De Palma that they use in the filmmaking here too. It's nods to fucking Davy. I want to pull this this uh, pen out of Dave's head and now jab it straight through Brandon's. Nice. Okay. Shish kebab of your two heads and just have a rotisserie cooking on my barbecue. <laughs> While you're on the treadmill? Yeah. <laughs> you can't say that? Oh, man. Whew. Uh, yeah. What was I? I, was, I feel like I was going to bring something up. Well, I'm glad yes. I derailed you. <laughs> Hey, how about the Axe Man of New Orleans? Another another American oh, yeah. thing that yeah. they mentioned. Yeah, yeah. That, that's directly a character from Coven from season three. They go, Oh yeah, he mailed things to the things. They go, oh yeah, so did um the Zodiac Killer. So did did he say BTK? I don't know. He said somebody else, the X-Men of New Orleans. We know about this. I'm like, that's fucking only a, a, a real fan of that show is gonna catch on to a reference like that. He oh. was a cool character in American Horror Story. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was really yeah. cool. That's a uh, great- the gun at the end. Where Where did she get the gun? Did she take it off Foster? Like, how did she get yeah, that gun? Yeah, because the other kid got shot by the other guy. Yeah, so yeah. Oh, so what? She like grabbed it from him when he's on top of her. It was right he, there. Yeah. He put it. He put it down because he was wanted. He was going to say okay. he's framing her for it, and she just grabs it and shoots him, which I thought oh, was okay. actually kind of cool. It is yeah. really quick. I rewatched yeah. it. And I'm like, what? What happened? And then like, yeah, because he puts okay. it down and they show it there, and he's talking about it, and you're gonna get blamed for it because your fingerprints are all gonna be on. And then she just like, <laughs> I thought it was great. He probably should have emptied the clip before he put it down next to her. <laughs> right? But I love how the, 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 bot, the body floats away so that, of course, the phantom lives on. That's great. That's great because if they discover the body, it's over. But no, the boogeyman still lives here. And then, of course, her, her narration at the end, Dave, you mentioned, of course, talking about, you know, the, the, uh, the reasoning behind it and that these two souls, there's no way they should have, you know, found each other. And then, of course, like the it follows sort of scene at the end when you see the shadow of the Phantom right behind her. So cool. Yeah. What a great movie! It really is. Wow. I I think it's just. I'm surprised you don't hear more about it. To be honest. Ah, I agree. I'm glad we got, I'm glad we got to talk yeah. about. It. We brought it up. I, hell, I've been talking about it for years. You know, but you just don't hear a whole hell of a lot about it. Maybe some people that haven't checked it out will now, but I don't know. I love both. I love the original. The original. It's completely different, but this is such a this is such a unique film. It, I, like, I, have you ever seen a film? I mean, you can't. It's it's not. It's like a sequel. It's not even. You what? It's what is it? It's almost like an Evil Dead Four. Uh, Evil Dead. The uh, Evil Dead. The, the Evil Dead. It's it's almost like it, people think it's a reboot. But it actually is a sequel. This is weird because it's almost like New Nightmare as well. <laughs> but, it, <laughs> because... but it's not. But it's not it's a sequel a right to the original movie. film. It's a sequel yeah. to a story yeah. where the because... original takes place is a right. film in it. I guess I it's kind. Of, I guess New Nightmare would be the closest thing because in the actual thing there there was a movie yeah. made. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So that's, that's why it. I said it was a reboot because it's like it's a whole different thing. Yeah. Because you know, in this movie, you can't say it's a sequel to that movie because it's in yeah. this movie, it is a movie, the first one. So this is living in a world where the Tom that dreaded sundown is an actual movie. Yeah, it but would be event, more like. But the events yeah. did take place. So it's a sequel to the events in part one. It is technically. Or it's a remake a of, the, it, of the events of part of, of the real it's, life. It, yeah, it's a it's, sequel yeah. and a remake <laughs> and a prequel. It's almost like Tenebrae. If it's Tenebrae. Almost, would have been a movie. You know how Tenebrae, the murders are based on things that happened in the book? It's the same type of thing here. Where in this movie, the murders here are based upon a movie. We're going to have to bring in an expert to uh, yeah. to really explain what it is. I have someone here who's going to uh, to break it down for us. I, I know what's coming. I... <laughs> Listeners, I beg you all to pick up your pens. And ghost dad Brandon. And ghost dad Brandon. Kill yourself. Kill yourself. All right, nine out of ten for me. Boom. Nine out of ten for me. Nine out of ten for me too. Oh, Hall of Fame. Nice. Wow. Nice. Not I know, quite. It's not in the Hall of Fame. I just like no. to confuse Christian because he's thinking about it. I hate it. Like, nine plus nine plus no, nine. No, because I'm always saying it's not twenty-seven. It's twenty-eight. That needs to be. It, so does, was... it has to be twenty-eight because we do give out a lot of nines. Right. And, and there would just be too much. Somebody of- should at least give a 10. And nobody should ever give anything lower than an 8, although that's impossible. You know what I mean? See, I'm the only guy that gave movie 8s in there in the Hall of Fame. It happened twice. One with uh, Cannibal Holocaust, and the other was just the other day with, what do you call it? 
Fright another Night. one. Fright Night. Yeah. The only the only guy that gives eights and they still make it to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> it's funny. So yeah, good movie. If you haven't seen it, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, Zed. Oh, amazing. Yep. All right, ready to dive into the last one. Yeah, one more to go. Yes. Yep. Twenty twenty, the rental, written and directed by Dave Franco. Uh, two couples rent a vacation home for what should be a celebratory weekend getaway. And of Why course, Dave Franco this? is married to what's her name, who plays Michelle in this, Allison Brie, who I love. Oh, yeah, she's cool. I love all the act- actors in this. These are yeah, four too. great actors. Great cast. Who, <laughs> who are in projects and films and other things I love. It's just, I just don't feel the chemistry or the connection between the characters here. And I just, I, I don't know. I just, I, I'm not engaged in this one. But I, we'll I really like it. I, I've now watched it twice. I think it's, it's one of the standards of the year for me. But it, I mean, I guess it's because if you don't know anything about the plot, that's the best way to go in. I know it sounds weird, but like some people read a synopsis and whatnot, but depending on what synopsis you read, it might give away too much. Cause when I went into this, I didn't know what it was about. I, I, I didn't know if it, like, anything about it. I didn't know if it was going to be a supernatural thing. I didn't know anything. I thought they were, they're going to go to this place. And I love how it unfolds in the sense of like, you're, you're like, okay, is it the psycho guy that rents out the place and he's coming to, to hunt him down once you get into the movie. And then they derail that. And it becomes more about them trying to cover up their mistake. And then the ramifications of that. And then you realize that there's that, well, we know before that, that there's another evil lurking, and it's just very simple what all said and done, but the way they tell the story, I think they give it a little bit more meat on the bones. Personally, I think, I, dude, yeah. I think it's a very, it's very straightforward, and very true to life. Like everything I see here, it's it's a representation uh, of human beings, and done really well. A very realistic portrayal of everything, down to the reveal and the ride we're taking on. I really enjoy. I, you know. This is the second time I saw that. And the first time I saw it, I was actually a little bit excited going into it because based on just that description, I knew that it was going to be a, a small cast. And I love these intimate films. Like right, right before I saw this, maybe a week before I saw that movie, I think it's called The Beach House. Is that from this yeah. year? Is, is that the name of The Beach yeah. House yeah. where this couple goes there? Okay. I Lake really House. enjoyed Lake? No, Beach House. Beach Lake House. Be- beach House. Okay, Beach House. So I watched it a week before, and I really liked it. And I love these intimate movies where it's just a couple of characters, and we get 30 to 45 minutes of no horror. Maybe just a sign that we know what's going to come, but just getting to know the the characters and done in a perfect way. And that's what I thought they did in the Beach House. And then when I saw this came out, it was just going to be two couples going somewhere. I was was intrigued. I'm like, okay, this might be something I'm into. Then, believe it or not, I saw the poster art, and I liked that too. I said, okay, this has two things going for it. And then I watched it, and I'll tell you what. When the horror began, I almost wanted it to wait a little bit longer. Like, I could have... I was enjoying getting to know the characters and, and the relationship drama more. I was enjoying it so much that I almost wanted it to continue on that way. And let's get to the horror just in the last 10 minutes, maybe. The I'm horror not... starts in the last 25 minutes. Well, the yeah. real horror... I was very happy the with The real that. horror starts, yes. But 
we get the build up when when we find out about the cameras, that's when we know, you know, that there's horror here. And you know, I, I agree with you that that in a sense, look, I I, I see it that it, it is technically true to life with these people just making one poor decision after another, and it's not. Oh, we're gonna call the cops and explain the situation because they're covering. They're covering it, it. That's fine. I just feel like it's so been there, done that, that at this point, like everyone with the exception of Michelle's character is just making bad choice upon bad choice that I just literally am almost cheering for the killer at this point. And I find that the relationships, I do like some of the shots. I do like the fact that they open on Charlie's character and Mina's character sort of like she's leaning on him. You can tell right away. Yeah, but you think they're the couple. And then you find out that they're not a couple, and then they kind of reverse it. But they're working it's together, cool. and they're they're planning the vacation. But I don't know. Beyond that, I find every all these characters so uptight, so unenjoyable un- to be around that I'm not engaged. Even though I do think it does a decent job of building up the story for the first hour, especially on the second watch. And But I do feel like the third act with the killer and stuff, there's a lot of cutaway scenes. There's not enough good violence for me and uh <laughs> i just feel like i don't know i know the mask is creepy but i don't know why he reminds me of the six flags guy i don't know what the six flags guy is but me neither. max is you don't creepy. remember the old the old guy remember the old guy in the mask with the six flags guy who used to do the dance you used to do the dance of the venga boys I don't know what any of that stuff is, but I remember. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the yeah, six flags. Knows every fucking candy ever invented, but he doesn't know this. All you guys have to do, everybody. <laughs> I guarantee, ninety-nine point nine percent of the listeners remember the old Six Flags commercials with the old guy doing the dance. It looks exactly like him. You know what it looks like to me? Remember that movie we covered way long ago? I want to say it might have been Silent Night, Bloody Night, and if it wasn't that, it was something we covered it in our first like thirty shows, and the killer has that old man mask on, and we couldn't tell if it was a mask or not. Do you remember the movie I'm talking about? It might be Silent Night. I thought it was Blood and Lace. Okay, thank you. I think it was that one. Blood and Lace. That's what it looked like, that mask. That's exactly what I thought about when I saw him. And again, that's what I like about this movie. It's it's almost uncinematic. I mean, it's very cinematic in certain aspects at the way it's Oh, the fog. Oh, that fog sequence is great. All that stuff, I think, is great. It, it looks beautiful and everything else. But, I mean, as far as the presentation of the story, it's not – like you say been there, done that. I see the opposite. I, I, I don't think that – the way it's done, what we see at the end, that seems to me like if you're watching the, the, the 11 o'clock news and they say four people were found dead or three and one is missing, and, and this happened in real life, this is how I picture it happening. Not an over-the-top thing, a guy with a hammer come along, just fucking – Setting, I'm not even getting into the camera stuff. That's a whole other thing. And I, I believe that could, actually, that did happen. This is loosely based on something that happened. But mm-hmm. the, when the way the murders happen themselves, that, to me, is how I see murder happening in the real world. The guy shows up, he has a plan, he's talk, he just comes up, kill, 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 kill. No bullshit. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> it's the same the fucking, fucking thing. Six Flags guy. I gotta buy the Six Flags guy. It's the That's same thing. That's Lace. <laughs> I set them up blood and lace. I bet that guy's a fan of blood and lace. Whoever did that, because that looks like the same damn mask. Oh, he's, he's a pop. That's Franco. That's one of the Franco brothers. The guy, uh, the younger brother. Yeah, Franco mostly... was James Franco's brother. Yeah, James Too Franco. Many brother. Francos. I get them all messed up. I don't Vince know. Vince Franco. There's, <laughs> there's Dave and James. Jess. There's fucking some other guy. Jess Franco. John Franco. There's some other fuck. There's like Franco five Nero. 
No, seriously, I always hear Franco people. Franco Colombo. They're always talking about these four or five different Francos now, and I don't know one from the other. One's an actor, one's a director, one does this. Oh, I don't even know who else. These two brothers are, are both actors uh, and I think directors too. See? You're going to uh, fucking I, die laughing. I pulled up the Six Flags guy. <laughs> it, it is That's him. fucking him, man. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I can't watch this movie without laughing. I, I, I'm with Dave, that. though. He's creepy. That mask is, Those real masks that they're coming out with now, they're creepy looking. Like they, they move with you a bit more. They're, ah, it, it, it's just creepy. But, Dave, I'm with you. I, I'm not. The only thing I didn't disagree with, or would you disagree with, is I like exactly when the horror really amps up and, and, and continues. I don't think I could have waited any longer. It's too, it's in too, retrospect, it's no, 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 no. In retrospect, I agree with you. At the time, I was enjoying the time I was spending with them so much okay. that I almost wanted it to wait a little bit longer, is all I'm saying. It, it seems so realistic. All, everything about this movie seems very realistic to me. And that's what I dig about I it. Killed them all forty minutes earlier. These are people. These sh- are human beings yeah. that sometimes make mistakes, and everybody has shades of gray. Everybody had some good and some bad. And I've heard people. I, I don't want to say. I don't. I don't want to say. Come off like a jerk, but I hear people that do critique this movie saying that all these people are unlikable characters and they're terrible people. And this, Not Michelle. In my opinion, if you're saying those things. I think you should step back and examine your own character. Because but I, I want to like the unlikable character. Michelle leaves. She's like, she's like, nothing's it, yeah. basically nothing's going to ever be good again. And then she leaves. She's right. That's a great thing. Nothing's That's ever... great. I love her. Just like Everyone the purge. Kill them off and, and I was sad when she got killed. In fact, her kill, even though it's a cutaway kill, to me was the freakiest kill because you just see the fucking Six Flags guy charging at her from the side angle. And oh. the phone thing? It's crazy. And how he, how he lures her with the cell phone? Oh, yeah. Well, the technology and all that, the big, oh, sorry, Christian, the big reveal oh, with that weird. at the end, very found footage. And the, the footage at the end, very found footage. It looks cool, but it feels like, it feels like so many, it feels like a drama, like a relationship drama mixed with a slasher, mixed with a found footage. It's, but it works it, for me. It doesn't work for me. And, that, and, for me. and I can under, I can see that. I can yeah. see the speed. But, and I agree, Dave. I mean, and for once, like I mean, you made the joke about me with the unlikable characters earlier but there's enough here because what happens is i actually can see myself because in in a lot of them when they pull up to, to go away for the weekend and they see that his brother brought a fucking dog it would piss I, me off i would be pissed off too i love dogs right. but i'd be like fuck man we're gonna be we're gonna drive there there's no animals allowed i'm very anal when it comes to shit like that you just oh, now yeah, i'd be pissed off for the first hour at the very least of that drive if yes. my wife came down again, she'd fully agree with you. I would be a, a miserable asshole in that car for at least an hour because I'd be like, what the fuck? This is, he's just ruined this why, fucking trip. Why We're going to drive all the way out there. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. Love you, you but fucking But I agree. Uh, That's what's the, good about his character, that he would do. To me, that shows why he's an irresponsible person to a degree. And we learn about, honestly, you know who he reminds me of? It's almost like Lip walked off the set of Shameless and, uh, th- is in a new family and he's over here. He is just like his character is on Shameless. You think? And it's not because it's the same guy, but th- to me, I'm, I'm watching this with my wife. Look, I go, doesn't he remind you just like a lip? Like, he's dressed the, the same way set. with a the hoodie. They kind of dumbed him, like yeah. they made him look like he's kind of like, oh, it's a part time lift driver and going back to school for two days and, it's and whatever. It's lift driver. <laughs> <laughs> 
See, I don't know. Brandon needed to warm up because at the beginning it, it was a little slower than boom, boom, boom. But he's come up with like some humdingers now. Good name for a porno. Lip driver. Lip driver. <laughs> you know? Movie number 13. Brandon Ork yeah. is lip driver. <laughs> with Holly body. <laughs> oh, um, that, that, do I love you. Long time will be the tagline. <laughs> I love I my own jokes. I got the fact that they did drugs. It was the done night the, the night before she wanted to go on the hike. Like, man, well, that's so, what. And then I would have been pissed. I hate them. I but if I was her, point. then if I was her, I'd be pissed as well. Like, that's why I say I see myself in each of these characters. Oh. I would have gotten fucked up and I would have done the same thing. But then if I was her character, I would have been miserable. I'd be like, you motherfuckers. Like, right. so I see myself, I go like, that's exactly the reaction I would have had. That's exactly, I would have been like, honey, I can't do it. I'm fucking dying over here. Right. Have fun without me. <laughs> but it's so realistic. That whole situation when they get there. Dude, okay, I gotta, I'm not going to do it in order. Let's, let's talk about that. There is so, to me, this is a really good presentation of, of realistic human beings. When that that is something that would ha- I've been in situations like that. It was a work day. They just got out there. They're tired. The girl has an idea. Okay, tomorrow we're gonna hike. So let's take it easy tonight. Let's not party too hard. We don't want to be winded tomorrow. So tomorrow we'll hike. We'll get back and then we'll trip out on this Molly. That makes sense. the The fact that the other girl couldn't wait that also makes sense to me because she was a little bit bummed out because of what happened with the possible racism thing. And, and it, it rubbed her the wrong way. And that is also true to life, whether it was done with intent or not, it got stuck in her craw. And then when she got there, she had opened her mouth. That is also a realistic thing that people do. They just, they got to throw those little quips out there when maybe it's better left unsaid. But then again, I haven't been discriminated against. So who am I to say, but I could see that all happening. So I could see she had the idea. She's like, Hey, Michelle, bring out the, bring out the surprise. She wanted to do drugs there because now I'm trying to get that shit off off my mind. I just want to kick back, relax, and trip out and have fun. And the girl has a good point. If we trip tonight, you're not going to be able to go on. The, you're going to be up all night. You're not going to be able to go on, on the, the hike tomorrow. Tomorrow will be a better day. That all makes sense. But it also makes sense that, you know, somebody else wants to trip that night. And, of course, some other people want to do the same. So that's what those discussions that they have, it's – I, I don't know. It, it's really weird. But to me, this is how people act. And I don't want to hear people say that they're bad people and bad characters because nobody, the, the worst thing. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Does. No, because I'm always hearing it. I don't the think they're bad characters. They I don't think they're bad characters. They're just very unlikable. But the, I mean, that I might be that might be true to life. But they're just I, I just can't get engaged with them. I, I realized this time I don't really hate the film. So much as I just can't get on board with it. It's just one of those films. Like, it's well made. It's well acted. Like Some that Christmas one it. a couple years ago, Better Watch Out? Exactly. It's yeah. Like, you, I, I just yeah. can't get on board with it. I just, so, I just not, so, not entertained by it. And that's fine. And, and I, I do think that there's a lot good here. I do. I think the dog, for whatever the dog is, is kind of a forgotten thing. And, oh, I didn't, I forgot. I Oh, baby, I forgot he was tied up and then he's gone. And then we're going to look for him. It doesn't really play out. I feel like they didn't need to have the dog at all. The dog was it, the killer. <laughs> David. Might, the, they might had the dog. Killer. You know why they had the dog? Because it was one reason for Charlie. Is his name Charlie Lip in this movie? No, he's Josh. Okay, Josh, excuse me. It was one reason for Josh to really get that angry to the point 
that he is going to throw some punches at this guy, besides just the fact that he may have, um, you know, blown off his girlfriend because... Right, blown blown her off because she is um, uh, Indian descent. You know what I mean? So, I could. It's one more damn thing where, and you got to remember, when you're walking around looking for your dog for a couple hours, you're getting angrier and angrier. Then you're getting angrier about some other things that are happening, and it's just, it's the tipping point. That's why I think the dog is important because what else is going to make him that angry that he's going to lose his school that way? Uh, I mean, I get it. I get it. Any other movie would have just been the treatment of the girlfriend, and that's fine. But yeah, I do think they enough. do a great job with that dude. It's all, it's my brother's place. I'm just renting it and whatever like that. I think they do a great job with them because you they do set them up like there's something not quite right there. Just with the booking situation, but then with, like, he just shows up and... Uh, with the telescope and, and everything else that you think maybe he's just watching him. And you think it might be just as linear as that. It's just they rented this place and it's a crazed guy doing it. But I love it that they elevate it one other level. And it end up in this family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. But... I didn't mean anything by it. I didn't mean anything by it. <laughs> but you know why he said that? This is what people seem to forget. My wife said it too. I go, no, no, listen to me. He said that because when they first showed up, she took a look at him and saw about it the way he looked. And she's like, you own this house? Almost yeah. like, look at the way you're dressed and the way you look. I can't believe that you, you have enough money to have a place like this. But she so already, she had, a, right she already had a bug up her ass. If, if he didn't, yeah, she if did. that whole thing didn't happen, she probably wouldn't have said it. But you're right, because right. that then just, that does make her almost as bad in a sense of jumping to uh, judgments. But I think she did it because of the whole situation yes. that happened to her. Sure, but that's... Yeah. That's what's realistic yeah. about it. These are normal people, and these things happen to them. People get discriminated against, and you're going to take it one of two ways. And was it done in, on purpose or not? Maybe. It doesn't matter. Was he the guy when she found out he did the booking? Either way, she said it to him right away before she even knew that he was responsible for the booking. And then he said it to her, and I took it as like, oh, look at these these couple, like busting balls. Look at these couple of assholes. How'd you get hooked up with these two? This one's your boss, and this one's your, or not your boss, this one's your partner, and this one's uh, your boyfriend. How'd you get hooked up with these yo-yos? That's what I, you can look at it a couple different ways, but you can also look at it, like I'm saying, like from the racism standpoint. And that's what happens conversations happen and people could take them different ways. That's, I, I don't know. I can't say it enough. This to me looks like four p- regular people. And this is how people are in the world. I don't think they are bad. The, like the worst thing that happened was the cheating and it's played off. Like, okay, we were effed up. We were on the Molly. We did this. Uh, we were one thing led to another and it was a mistake. We should have done it. Obviously I know myself. I've been involved in situations with a boss or a coworker where at the time, you know there's some type of attraction there. You're never going to do it, especially if you're in a relationship that's not going to happen. But you get along well, you have all these things, you have a great relationship in every way, and you know that, you know, if you ever were single and that person was ever single, you would probably take a shot. If it was ever purge night. (laughs) (laughs) You're right, if it was purge night, that's who you might call. Say, okay, this is the night. For years I thought maybe you were sending me signals. Let's find out now. I only need two hours. One with uh, Allison and one with uh, Sheila. <laughs> Sheila, that's her name? Sheila Van. I, girl walks home alone at night. Oh, that's her. Yeah. Okay, wow, wow. But see, this to me is realistic. And they did make the mistake, and the next day, 
They felt shitty about it, and they said, okay, this can never happen again. Number one, they felt shitty physically, and number two, they felt shitty you know, emotionally because of what they did. So, yes, they made a mistake. Was it a bad mistake? Of course it was. But you see how much they care for their significant others. And then you see when they take that walk, the other two. And the way she acts, she's a trooper. She doesn't give him too much shit about not wanting to go on the hike, and neither does he. Okay, they're going to stay. Okay, now I'm stuck going with her. So the two of them go, and they go on their hike, and then – an innocent little comment. How haven't you had these ha- this happen in your life? It's just like you say something. Okay, oh, well, you know what? Maybe it wasn't as isn't as you think, because he did it with the girl before. He wasn't trying to to get his brother in trouble. He thought it was just an innocent comment. But it's all about how you say things and the way other people take it. It happens all the time. It happens on, online constantly. Your intentions aren't nefarious, but people hear them and they take it to a different place. That's what I like about it. These are four people. Yes, everybody has, like I said, good and bad about them. But if you just focus on the bad, then shame on you. Because that, that's the problem with the world. It happens all the time. Like, you know, And I, I know I feel defensive, but because I've heard people discuss this movie on podcasts, and I've seen people write reviews, and they really take a shit on the character, saying they're bad people. And I'm like... I disagree. Who are you? Look at yourself. They're just unlikable. They're just unlikable. But I don't think they are unlikable. Or they are regular people. With the exception of Michelle, I find them all unlikable. And I find the worst thing that they obviously do is they're trying to cover up what they believe is a murder. But that would happen. He's doing it for his brother. I... I I'm with I'm with Brandon here. It wouldn't. I mean, I can watch it in a movie, but I'd be the Michelle character here. I'd be like, I'm not covering up fucking yeah. shit. I'm I, not, believe, I'm not, I, I can't live happens, with this guilt. But if it was your brother, but if it was your brother, and you had a brother, and it was an accident, you your immediate thoughts are to cover it up because you know, dude didn't do that on purpose. He didn't beat the guy to death. This is a freak thing to happen. We got it, and on top of it, and on top of it, he's also worried about them finding out about what's on the video. So there, to me, there is a perfect reason to want to cover it up. Number one, to save his brother's ass. Number two, to save his marriage. Because if this stuff gets out, and it makes perfect sense to me. Every every move that these people make, to me, is what four people in the, in these situations would make. I don't see it as being unrealistic. I just don't. It's not to unrealistic. Me, that's really... I just I'm just tired of seeing it. Like poor decision after poor decision. That's people. That's human beings. It happens My, all the time. Look, let me compare it to another movie from this from this year. A movie called Alone. I don't know if you guys have seen it yet, not but you yet. should. Alone. And and yeah, it's it's the one with the girl who's driving cross country, who's being tormented by a guy. Every decision this girl makes in the in this move in that movie. There is no issue with. You do not complain. Yet she finds herself in nefarious situation after nefarious situation. In this movie, it's just even though I'm not debating that. I totally agree with you that people would make it. And there is logic behind these decisions. It's just one poor decision after another. And I'm just like, I'm almost tired of seeing it. It's like, I almost, that's why this movie alone is so refreshing. Because it's like, here's somebody who's making all the right choices. And yet it's still not working out. The only that the sucks. only part that I thought that was dumb is when they started throwing rocks at him. I wish they just cut that part out. And he just they could easily go right from them fitting him and him falling on that rock and then going fuck and then him climbing down and going hey what are you doing what are you doing but they they I I do agree that the chucking the rocks seems like a really bad I guess it's panic that, mode your panic mode I get it but they could easily left it out but other than that the covering up of the the, the body the murder is. Like is really the only bad decision. They've already him beating the guy is not a great decision, but it's his character. 
He, we already know he's got these rage issues, and he and thought he was attacking his girlfriend. So then he right. went in and boom, boom, boom. He didn't kill him though. We find no, out that the killer went in and yeah. and and snuffed the guy out. But then they think he killed him. So then they right. Yeah. So, so what I, are you going to do in that situation? If you're there and you see this happening, you, you know your brother's going to fucking go away to life because he has a prior. And I, then they see this on video. Now you're going to let this happen and you're going to let the videotape be discovered as your only defense? Well, if you look at the tape, maybe you won't see this. But guess what? What they do see on the tape would look like he's the one that killed him. But then they don't know what happened. So well, that's it. what other choice do you have? To me, that makes sense that they would cover it up because well, there's two I, reasons to do the it. The reason it works is because of the Michelle character not wanting to do it because there is some sort of voice of reason there that says, you're fucking crazy. I'm not going to jail for this for your brother, whatever. Like that's the sense, that's the voice of reason. So you, if they didn't have that anchor or, or whatever you call it, then I could see this movie not working as well for me from a progression standpoint. But because they put her in there, I'm like, thank God there's someone with a fucking... The, the, the head about them and whatever. And that, that's what keeps me in. Um, so I see where Brandon's going, uh, but I also, I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it, but probably because of that character. And then what eventually uh, for her, her trying to leave is what ends up escalating the terror to what the, the unseen terror that they're unfamiliar with. They don't even know what's happening. And it's then you great. get the stuff but, with the matter of fact hammer to the head, and and you think, awesome. oh fuck, he's gonna get away. Nope, right into the fucking right into it's the back so of his so head. Quick, it's just so rough. I love it. Final it's real life. Minutes. I love and that. It. Fi- and the final chase scene is like it's with the six minute mark is when. Oh, it's great. I like how it the fa- ends so I like the fact that she what? runs right off the cliff. I Dude. think that's funny, and I think that's that's karma. Yeah. That's really that's probably the best part because. This all happened because they decided to cover up, a, you know, what they believe is a murder and throw the book guy off the cliff. And then that's how she fucking dies. Do you think he's pissed? Just... Like when he's just sitting there looking off the cliff? Like, do you think in his mind right now he's angry or he's like, Probably. oh, fuck. <laughs> then again, it might make things easier yeah. for him for cleanup. I, don't well, know. I, like, I like how meticulous is with the cleanup, too. I like all of that aspect. But what was in that room? You know, they break the door open thinking that they're going to get to the tape room there. I love and that like, aspect. I, and they say, you don't want to see this. You, what is you it that's in I that house, then? Child porn. Here's what I think. But why? He, because the, the owner of the house owns secret. it? No, because here's what I think. It's the owner of the house, not the guy running it out to him, not Taylor, the guy, his okay. brother that owns the house. He has something. Obviously, there's nothing special in there, which I love that aspect of it. That they go in there, and here I am thinking it's going to be the brother the whole time. And even with the reveal, I, I still think it's going to be the brother. You know, when he kills him, I'm like, well, okay. Why'd he pick now? I don't know, but he did it. So I'm thinking, okay, this is where it's going to go. But then when you get there and see nothing, the way I look at it, it could be anything. Could it be that the brother has pictures of, of children on his Polaroid? Yeah. Could it be a picture of him buck naked with it with his girlfriend? Maybe. But uh, the way I look at it, it's just like, this is, you know, it could be anything, but everybody has a, a secret. And that's what I look at it as is these are just some Polaroids of some things that are probably sexual in nature and that you probably don't want to share with anybody else. It could be anything. Maybe the guy's into fucking pictures of dead animals and he takes Polaroids of them. Who knows? <laughs> but no, seriously, everybody has. Is that a, a thing? A secret. I don't know. But I'm just saying. You everybody has you that side know. of them. You don't fucking know what, what, what's uh, it doesn't make them evil if, if he likes to take pictures of dead animals as long as he's not the one killing them. So you're so just saying, 
So again, it, 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 I kind of like that, which means there's a, another level of evil here of uh, or, or not? something not right of the owner of the house. So the innocent guy is the brother that it lives down the street that's just renting it out on behalf. But the owner's got some dark secrets. These Probably. characters have some dark secrets. And then there's a killer who ends up hunting them all down as well. So, But that's uh, human beings. That's my point about this movie. That's what they're trying to say. Everybody has something. Nobody's perfect. And, this, and the reason Michelle is the way she is which you do need that voice of reason and everything she says makes perfect sense from us as the viewer, our standpoint as, as a normal person would say, but she has nothing invested in this. She's the only character of the three that have nothing. Nothing is going to happen to her whatsoever. The couple or the cheating people, they, they know what's going to happen. The, the brother has two things going wrong. His brother's going to go away for life and he's going to lose his fucking marriage. The other girl's going to lose her relationship and her boyfriend's going to go away for life. So, I mean, she has nothing to lose. Well, when, she is so married course, to him. She is married to him. So but, her, he goes but he down. didn't do anything. No, no, she's not married to the guy that did any damage. She's just a person there. She, But she will go to jail for aiding and abetting. I get what she's saying. But she has nothing invested. The only thing, investment she has is that my, my wife's, pardon me, that my husband's brother is going to go away. That's the worst thing that's going to happen to her. Big fucking deal from her perspective. Yeah, but even with her leaving, he's still there covering up the killing with, with the brother. So she's she's nowhere out of the woods. No, and she's upset. But she's not out of the woods. But that's what I'm saying. That's why she wants to call the cops. Because she has nothing to lose. Everybody else but her has a lot to lose. She has nothing at that point except this guy going to jail. That's why she has that attitude. Everybody else has investments here. That's why, to me, it's believable. People do that shit. You see, you see good people yeah. make a mistake and then panic and do shit they wouldn't ordinarily do because at the moment they're like, "Holy fuck, a body! Cops are gonna be here. This is. I got to do something right now." If it happened to me, you I know don't they, know how I'm gonna. They do needed that. to elevate it one the, the, because at the end of the day, uh, they 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 are feeling like you're getting the feeling that they're just covering up because they don't want to be found out that they had sex. Which at, at that point. Uh, covering up a murder is going to fuck your relationship up and everything else yeah, anyway. It's a double so I, what yeah. they really needed, they do dwell upon it. I think maybe they needed maybe a little bit more. It's just to say, well, look, it's not about the sex anymore. They should have had a one-on-one together. They said, now we've got the murder on film. So we got to, we got to get this body out of here. We got to find that footage and get the fuck out of here. I think they, they, they touch upon it and that's what they're doing, but I think they really needed to dwell upon it a bit more. I think they really needed to drive that point home because it almost sounds like they're so self-absorbed in covering up the sex that they had and not so much to the fact that the murder is pretty much on film too. Well, that's the, that's the basis for the whole thing. It's, it's, you know, this, this whole deep dive to cover up the, the fact that they had sex when Charlie and Michelle's marriage is fucking dead upon arrival. There's, no chemistry there. They clearly hate each other. And oh, Josh and Mina aren't meant to be together. They probably should have just come clean and been like, you know what? I love her. We're going off together. Like, it just, I don't know. I just, but I just, I don't, there's nothing there. The connections aren't, aren't there. It'd be better if they, if these characters were more developed in terms of likability and, and strong relationships among the two couples. But it's not there. Oh, then maybe I like the man's is. They're realistic uh, to me. I, I'm I I'm with you, Dave. There, uh, I'm not. I'm not saying I don't disagree with Brandon. There, but I think they they do enough to make you believe the situation that they're in and go along for the ride. Uh, and and yeah, and just it's very and, to me. It's but, the most realistic movie of the year. But I, I really like the cap. I really like the cap off of him cleaning it all up, taking his cameras out, screwing everything back in, and then seeing him do it again at the next rental. 
That's such a found footage ending. That's such it's, a found. Yes, it well, is. It's a good found footage ending, but it's 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 a found footage ending. I feel like know, we've seen it before. Yes, but in a way. But you know what? This is different, though. We've seen thirteen cameras, and we've seen some other. But this, what I love about this, is the idea: him going in and renting the place just to do that, and then disappearing, and then maybe or maybe not ever going back there and killing somebody again. For all we know, he's done this for ten years since he had the technology. And just because he sets up cameras there doesn't mean he's ever going to do anything. But if he sees people do something like the cheating couple or or whatever, or he decides he wants to kill them, he, I like the idea of him not killing every single time because then it would be too much of a – it would be too obvious. Oh, and they just rented yeah. this place and they died. If four people – if four renters in a row get killed in, in, in a They're going to look at the history radius. and find out that the, the right. same guys rented everything right. right before them or something. Yeah. Well, he, do, yeah. he clearly like doesn't idea. do that. He doesn't do that. No, that's what I'm saying. I like the idea of years going by and maybe or maybe not this happening, or maybe he just is a voyeur. But I also like the idea of him being at this place because we see the POV. We see that he's watching them. Yeah. I like that. I like that he targeted this. He saw what was going on. Who now, knows? He's a, he's, a, he's a killer. He's a killer, but he goes from location to location. That's why the end shot shows him looking at like three or four different couples renting right. that new place. And he chooses one of them, and that's the last shot when he comes out of the bedroom yeah. and charges at the bed, which is – I like the charging scenes. He does that to Michelle at the car, and he does it to this person in bed. It's the last shot, and I like that music that plays over Do you think that was Dave Franco? Man, I just... When he's standing in the silhouette, I think it's Dave Franco. I think it was Jess Franco. <laughs> I want to fucking choke you to death. I, I think like, it was Franco With Nero. a smile on my face. It may have been James. It might have been his brother saying, "Hey, fuck it, I gotta, I'll do a cameo." But I think it was. It seems like it's Dave's uh, silhouette. I think it was Al Frankel. I gotta shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Holy Al cow! Al <laughs> but I like Taylor too when he comes in and the way he acts and how he's totally taken by surprise and, and Mina thinks that he's bullshitting her. He's like, yeah, oh, yeah, the toilet, this and that. I know what's a problem. This and then when she comes at him a certain way, oh. the acting is so – it's good acting all around. The way they're presented in these characters and even the way they act when they're tripping on Molly is very fucking true to how it is. All that – even when she's messing around Michelle and she's joking around, she's like, full disclosure, I'm on drugs and I'm doing this. Yeah. <laughs> that was Colossus funny. I thought that was funny. It's like Junior. Yeah, she says that and then when she's joking around when he's in the tub <laughs> and the way – the way she reacts looks to like that night, how she like laughs. Dick? Oh, that's the six flags like, guy. That's the it killer. It looks like in, Junior. Uh, he says that's the killer. In the, it looks like Junior Soprano, but that's yeah. that's what the killer looks like. That's him. That's the six flags guy. I expected him to start dancing at the end after he killed everyone. <laughs> nice. Far from my least favorite film of the year. Of course, I've seen a million of them, but just sort of like a middle of the pack film for me. Just doesn't doesn't work. Man, I can really dive into uh, the the way they talk to each other and why things are said when they're said and why I like it that way. Like, even when they show up to fix the tub and, and the lines that – the way they talk to each other. Everything – I don't know. It's just a, a very realistic movie to me. Like, I don't know. Yeah, that, and that might be so. It might be very realistic, but there's nothing enjoyable in, in watching four unlikable realistic characters or, or five unlikable realistic None characters. None of them are unlikable to me. I guess that's the difference. With the exception of Michelle for me. I, I did like her. But e even her, even everyone, just, just everyone's so uptight. There's no sense of joy or likability to them. And I'm just like, I, I, I'm, sort of, I'm, I'm not that I'm checked out. I mean, it's a quick moving film. I'm just sort of like, 
I, I'm indifferent. I don't care. It does like this is a type of film where if you're really engaged, this should this probably bothers you. Then the the ending, it's probably like really disturbing to you, right? I yeah. I, I mean, I like I I would Dave. Like, I mean, but you're, I, it's I disturbing, it was disturbing to you. Yeah. You're disturbed by it. Like it's realistic. It's what I think would I mean, happen. And me, more than cinema. I'm not disturbed at all. You know why? Because I don't care that they're dead. Because they sucked to me. <laughs> See, I do care that they're dead because I do. Because to me, it was the opposite. Because to me, yeah. they are, they're more like real people than 90% of the movies that I watch. To me, that that's how people are. And up until the up until the time then they when they cheat, to me, there's nothing wrong with them. The worst thing is the kid brings the dog, but that makes sense knowing his character. Seriously, it's the worst thing anybody does is that he's bringing a dog to a place. But I understand why. I like to get into other people's shoes and try to figure out why they act the way they're acting. And, and what's he's got going a dead to... animal fetish. A These are too fetish. big. How many fetishes do you have? You, do you like to put on other people's shoes and watch dead animals? Yeah. Shoes. Shoes, shoes are size 10. I, I can't fit them. His shoes fell off. I don't even know why we're talking about shoes. Shit. You just, you just said. You said you like to get into other people's shoes. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Awesome. I don't know why we're talking about other people's <laughs> shoes. <laughs> I don't know why we're talking about shoes after I just talked about shoes. <laughs> One second after he talked about. <laughs> well, we got to be out anyway, so I guess we got to give our um our our head ratings because it's new. So. Oh, we're doing that. I fuck. I I stand against it. I'm giving a number. <laughs> you can't say that. <laughs> you can give a number if you wanted. No, to, I, I, I don't give a fuck. I, I, I guess it's a high half head. High half. Yeah, okay. That means it's an eight point two five. Basically, yeah. Cool that means guy. it's making his list. That means we got. I gotta fucking hear about it at the end of the year. Great. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's I. I don't even know where this falls. I guess it's a mild rumble. It's like a. This is why we're not allowed to do head rating. It's a six out of ten for me. It's not making my year end. It's a well-made film. I like the actors. I just don't feel the chemistry here. Don't really care about them. I feel like the structures feels a little off. Feels like three movies in one, and each one has just distorted amounts of time. So it didn't. It didn't flow for me, even though it's Hmm. a quick. Yeah, it is. It is quick. I like that. I like the look of it. I like the thing. Like the story. I like the music at the end that's playing when they're showing the uh, yeah the, the voyeuristic camera stuff. That's that's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Definitely. The full head is a eight point five and above. In case your listeners are still scratching their fucking heads, wondering. What that's why I said it's an eight point two five for you when you said it's a high head. <laughs> I feel like I could talk another half an hour about different things and. You can talk another half hour. Just Christian and I won't be. Here. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think you this is a movie that you could really deep dive, that, that you could really talk about things, and, and I don't know. But yeah, I, I do quite like it. Uh, I'll go full head. i got to hear about this and the watch gonna... at the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I love this guy. going to watch it again. going to watch it again, though. Gonna, anything that, that's in, in the full head has to be watched again to, you know, to really see how you're going to feel about it at the end of the year, but... I feel like a lot of people are loving this movie and the people who are disliking it compared it to something like Open House just because Open House has a killer that's, you know, unexplained. But I don't feel like that's a bad thing here because the one thing this film does is that it doesn't really give you much options. It gives you Taylor, the brother, or an outsider. 
unless they pull a twist and the killer's one of the four of them, which you know it's not because you see the POV, like you said. So you really have three options. Taylor, the unseen brother, or an unseen random. So it's you really you have a seven, almost a 70% chance that it's an unseen random. See, I was on the ride the whole time it was going to be his brother. I was like, T- Taylor's too obvious, and I don't think that he's as bad as they made him out to be. And the way he actually wasn't. That's what I'm saying about this movie. It's just, anyway. I, I, I didn't think it was any of them because I didn't. I thought it was going to be a supernatural film going in because I had no. I didn't know anything about the movie. And then when they saw people True. looking, when I saw them like someone looking in the distance when it became POV shots, I just assumed it was the 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 brother <laughs> renting it out or the owner, and the brother was covering him up. I that know, was it. thought it was going to be supernatural because of the cover art. You thought somebody was going to float up into the sky, didn't you? All I know is I didn't <laughs> yes, expect it to did. be I didn't expect it to be open fucking house, Jason Smith, you stupid fuck. That, that was like in his top ten. I love Jason Smith, and he I knows like, I love him. I and... love when he watches a movie like four seconds after it premieres on Netflix, and he's like, how come nobody's talking about it? It just dropped four seconds ago, you fuck. <laughs> Open right? house. It's like, it's like 1 30 a.m. It debuted at midnight on Netflix. Yeah, and he just he just finished it. Debuted at midnight. He finished it at 1 30. It's like, how come nobody's fucking talking about this? Would you give us a fucking minute to see the film? Oh, uh, if you want to compare the two, open house is how you don't do it, and this would be how you do it, in my opinion. I never even I didn't even think of the comparisons between the two, but I guess the unexplained care the killer it, I guess works, but because of the way this is set up, it, it it's such a it's a much better film. You might be the killer. You know what I forgot to mention, which was cool when she finds the video, when he, he plays the video for her and she discovers that they're cheating and the way they do it. And then later on, how it happens on Josh's phone, how he's fucking with them. I love that. It's so well done. And then when she runs outside and he's all concerned about the other shit and she's like, who are you? And then she dries off. It's so fucking, man. I'll admit, I'll admit that part that part is cool because then yeah. at the end with the reveal when he's cleaning up, you see not only you see the scope of it and and just how well versed he is te- with technology. Because yeah, I mean cool. they're complaining over one camera in the shower and then all of a sudden it's revealed to be like like voyeur galore like. <laughs> Which is no, our fourteenth film? How... Voyeur Galore, Quincy Galore's brother. Voyeur Galore. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. why I, I don't. I guess that's why I said it because you were talking about Pussy Galore. <laughs> I just think it's so cool how we were steered in one direction, and you think when he opens that door, just like he says, I was expecting to find computers here and this and that and all the surveillance stuff, and there's nothing there. It's like wow. So is it the brother still? I mean, the fact that there is a secret cabinet that he, he goes at 666, it's probably going to open. You know what I mean? The fact that that's even there and we know that something is going on here, you would think that there's that's going to be a big reveal at the end. And it ends up, it goes, see, you say that it's been there, done that. To me, everything that I see here has not been there, done that. I, I've seen everything else go in the obvious direction where this, I don't know. Anyway, whatever. Let's, we got to be out. You know? Got yeah. I, it's out. definitely we're checking. It's in my it's in my top ten right now. No secrets. We're only a few shows away from that. So it's in my top one hundred and eighty four right now. <laughs> it would have to be in my top. Well, let's see here. How many? I got a, a good amount of nines in here. Eight and eight. Either way, don't be surprised that it's in my top twenty. You know that's how this should happen next time I watch it. But anyway, next movie, next movie, next show episode <laughs> one twenty seven. Will be uh, three movies, and I really can't wait to talk about them because I think did, they're all great. Did we different. even introduce that this was episode one twenty six? Probably not. I don't know. <laughs> we did. Either we way. did. 
Okay. If not, we'd say it now. 126. Next show, 127. Annihilation, Ghost Story, and Session 9. And I am really excited about this show because I think they're all great movies, all in three different ways. And yeah, so. I'm not excited. I can't believe you're not excited about these movies. Man. I never thought I'd have to watch Annihilation again. So yeah, you me either. Annihilation. I, I don't understand you people. And I, I think I, Session Nine is overrated, but I maybe think, this maybe this time around I'll love it. I know you love it. I know a lot of people love it. They blow that. Dude, movie. I didn't even love it the first time I saw it. It took me like the third. And then ever since then, I, I think it's amazing. This will be like my third time seeing it, so maybe it'll change for me. It's all about the atmosphere, man. This will be the third time I I've watched it too. So. I hope you love them all as much as I Now, do I have to see session one through eight first? <laughs> it wouldn't yeah. be such a nine without that joke. <laughs> <laughs> it was coming. I figured I'd hear it next show. <laughs> now you're hearing it now. I'll come up with something new for next show. But thank you, guys. We love you all. We definitely have to go. And we'll be back. Yeah. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Everybody. Enjoy your holidays and be careful on Black Friday and be careful everywhere you go. So Be careful oh, with Black Phillip on Black Friday. And we're making love. Sorry. I told Liz that I would do that every now and then. <laughs> yes. You got to do it. Make sure you make time. love on Thanksgiving and, and Black Friday. Yes. Long time. <laughs> That's how you should end the show. Make love a long time. That's, that should be your new. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to do it because no. of him. <laughs> Roll credits.